Ta-da! We are back again. It is a Thursday evening as usual. Same bad time, same bad channel. Right here on the Fun Speculation Network. It is PM in the PM. Pong and Mav in the PM, where you can catch us most every Thursday night. We try to be here as often as we can, and we're pretty good like a 95% clip somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, but great to be back. Great to see everybody. What a week here uh, coming up on BlizzCon starting tomorrow. I was hoping for some leaks, man, but we didn't get any leaks yeah. this week. I was hoping, but man, have they been airtight over there. But that's okay. Tomorrow's going to be fun. Uh, Mav was just telling me he may co-stream it tomorrow. Uh, that opening, um, the opening to it is two, over two hours long. I can't wait to see what they're going to talk about. It's going to be exciting times. Modern Warfare 3 marketing is in full swing, <laughs> For folks. Sure. Full, full swing. And that includes the now home of Call of Duty in Xbox. We're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. That's been interesting today. Um, but, yeah, we got a lot going on. But I've got to get to my co-host, the man who is the CEO of Fun Speculation Network, the man who I can now say is a World Series champion as a fan, right? Yeah, as a fan. It's, it counts the same as the players. <laughs> it counts the same. It's your team, so you get it, yeah. Uh, do you get a ring? Just curious. I, I asked them about it. I'm sure you could order one. Um, and <laughs> they, sure haven't gotten gotten back the, uh, they haven't gotten uh, back to you yet? Uh, okay. Well, we saw the video that Caitlin shot. That was awesome. Love to see it. Uh, my, uh, well, not mine anymore because I don't watch football anymore. But the Minnesota Vikings are now the, uh, I think, the oldest franchise without a championship. Uh, I believe the Rangers were uh, ahead of them in that category. So uh, I think the yeah. uh, Vikings are uh, now the oldest franchise without any type of championship that's great um anyways uh gotta get to this guy the one the only fun speculation aka mav how the hell you been this week brother what's been going on man been floating on a cloud today after last night man it's absolutely awesome never thought i'd see the day i'm 40 fucking years old and i've been a rangers (laughs) fan my entire life and i saw him go to -to back-to-back world series in like 2011 ish and maybe it was 2010, 11, and, or 11 and 12, I can't remember. It was around that time. Uh, two years in a row, and, you know, we, we had heartbreak. And back then, there was, against the Cardinals, we were one strike away twice, and we couldn't close it out. It's been 12 years Happens. Happens. since then, and now, finally, I never thought I'd see the day, but my Texas Rangers... Our World Series champions. Let's go. So I was very, very excited about that. I almost wanted to go get some merch uh, today. Um, I already had this stuff, right? But uh, I wanted to get some World Series stuff. But I saw the all the clips last night. All the stores opened up doors after the game. And there was lines like I saw your video crazy, crazy like around the street and stuff so it was like they're just out of everything so i'm gonna have to order some stuff online but uh man it's been good i spent the entire day at a car dealership uh, waiting for my car to get serviced um had one of those recalls so that was fun uh just kind of sat around and uh but other than that uh speaking on gaming since this is i guess is a yeah. gaming show <laughs> it is a gaming uh, show we're not gonna talk yeah. baseball all night <laughs> yeah i could i could right now <laughs> i know you could sure. um <laughs> I just watched Moneyball the other day, by the way. Did you? Out of yeah, the blue. That's yeah, such out of the blue. a good movie, dude. I love that. Somebody, movie. somebody had posted a clip on X, 
as I was scrolling through one of the one yeah. of the movie sites that I follow, I had posted a clip of it, and I realized I had never watched it. Right? Did so you like I, it? I, yeah, I did. I, I re- of course I love Brad Pitt. Right? Yeah. So Pitt is one of my favorite actors of all time. So one of his uh, better anything, movies too. Like I love his character. Well, his character was great. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, again, overall, I would probably say there's. A, pretty big amount of movies ahead of it but no it was excellent uh you know because i've i've known that story again i don't follow baseball like that in any way shape or form never have but i've had friends who have been huge fans and i was big into sports uh in general overall so i had general knowledge so i knew that whole story uh but i was curious about how it all went down and it was a great perspective um you know again at the end when he turns down the red sox though i was like are you freaking kidding me yeah (laughs) but anyway sorry i digress no i I'm glad you finally yeah. saw that movie. It's good. Yeah. Another good sports movie that's in a way similar, but different sport is Draft Day. With Kevin yes. Costner. Yes, yeah, that one. is excellent. I've seen that. Yes. Yeah, yes, I, I love excellent. that one too, man. If you yeah. like the NFL draft, you'll like that one. Um, but anyway, oh, yeah. um, speaking of gaming, uh, so I've been playing. I, yes, I, I Nate Dog, you're right. Kotick. I did see Kotick show up. I knew he was in that movie. And when they had him on screen, I was yes. like, oh, look at Bobby, you freaking snake. But he played himself. <laughs> So it was natural. It was actually yeah. a pretty good scene. Uh, a couple scenes that he was in. So, yeah, um, I've been I this week. I kind of realized something Pong. Like I've, I've yeah. become like almost exclusively a racing game Ooh. gamer. Forza, 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 huh? Forza, and Forza, GT. Forza. But I've also started kind of hopping back into GT7 a little bit. I sure I was like, damn it, I'm going to fix some stuff in this game because I Forza had ruined it for me with the racing. So. I changed a lot of settings and I did a lot of stuff and I got it to where it's feeling really good. Uh, not, not anywhere near, you know, uh, what Forza feels like to play, but there's some really cool stuff uh, in GT7 I was enjoying, and I kind of had my eye on that WRC game now. But like at the same mm-hmm. time, I uh, I noticed that uh, the people that are playing on early access are reporting a lot of issues with it and stuff. So I'm kind of like gonna play it uh cool and easy on that one right now but um yeah man uh gt7 got an update today i haven't had a chance to dive in but i want to do that there's so much nice. stuff to play bro i um reinstalled forza horizon i don't know what's gotten into me man it's just like all i want to do is race it right now interesting Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a little phase <laughs> I, for all the swifties out there this is my racing era happens yeah. it does happen from time to time where you go through those stages where it's just yeah, something catches man. you and then you're in yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah i get it i just like i don't know what it is i just got super sucked into forza and and then like back and forth i'm just like i turned off all the hud stuff and everything so i'm just like interesting bare bones in it like getting hardcore yeah. into this shit you know i i don't know man it's like <laughs> I'm grinding the hell out of this. I like so. it, bro. That's that's what it's all about, man. Nothing wrong with that, right? And and like you said, Gran Turismo, just as a side note, does get an update. Uh finally got a free update. Um, with when they added a track and they've added some cars and all of it for free, yeah. and they added a bunch of other also added uh, split, touches to uh, it too. Split screen. Four yeah. player split screen, yeah. local co op. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What year is this? I need to go folks? make some friends and invite them over <laughs> so we could uh, all sit next to each other racing cars. But it was still good to see Polyphony yeah. coming through with a little update here and giving a new track and giving some free cars. I saw some articles instantly go up, a couple of them, where they were like, 
uh, Forza should be concerned about the latest Gran Turismo <laughs> update. I'm like, what the fuck? Screen, yeah. How how long ago did Gran Turismo come out? Let's go ahead and wait a couple years and then judge Gran Turismo now versus mm-hmm. Forza in two years, right? Let's let's go ahead and do that with their roadmap that they're planning on doing. Yeah, okay, we don't want to do that. Uh, but no, that's cool, man. Um, that's good. Uh, you know, that's what that's what it's about. Again, yeah. when you're a gamer, you go through stages and not everybody's the same. Some people can play Call of Duty. Some people can play Madden for thousands upon thousands of hours and I've been never get sick of it. Too. I mean, we've both sure. been that guy for sure. You know? But then there's other times where we as grazers do find something and latch onto it again. I played Starfield almost exclusively for over 200 hours before I touched something else. I mean, that, that's just the way things go. Right. And this week has been weird for me, Matt. Really weird. Um I jumped into age four, played some of the campaign. Mm. I got in the mood for an RTS. Uh, I do have age four downloaded. So I was like, cause I've deleted a lot of stuff. Cause I've got so many big games now downloaded. I've had to get rid of a bunch of stuff, but age four has been sitting there and I popped in, started playing through the campaign Had a blast, right? Uh, popped in city skylines two on the PC fooled around with that for a bit. Wow. Oh, wow. Once they get the performance issues knocked out, yo, City yeah. Skyline is addicting as it always has been. Um, you guys remember when I went through my couple weeks of City Skylines 1 uh, when I bought it for console and was posting nonstop about it. Man, oh, man, they've done so many improvements. The game is gorgeous. Oh, my God. So I popped that in for a bit. Yeah. Then I uh, still been around a little Diablo 4, right? A little Diablo 4 here and there, dabbling in that. But then another game dropped into Game Pass this week, and it was War Tales. And War Tales, let me tell you guys, if you guys are into tactical turn-based games, but like XCOM in a way, right? Like XCOM, permadeath in play. You can actually, though, have as many people as you want to in your group as you recruit people. There are people that have played this on the PC that have experimented with groups of 30 people, man. <laughs> that seems like a little much. <laughs> yeah, bro. 30 people base, 30. in your party. 30 people. <laughs> and you got to pay them turns. wages. 30 turns. Yes. Yes. And you have to pay them wages. Okay. So you got to concern yourself with wages every couple days too. So you got to have enough gold on hand to make sure. Otherwise, your people start getting unhappy. You got to have enough food on hand. Now you can adjust things. You can adjust your difficulty settings. You can adjust a lot of that depending on how you want to play the game. But in the open world, they describe it as an open world RPG because in the open world, you are actually moving around the world as you feel like. And you can set the world to either be locked off based on levels, right? So you can wind up in a high level area. If you open up that area where you can't be at yet, you're going to get, you're just going to get absolutely murdered. I've already lost one party member in battle permanent now again they do give you a second chance in 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 battle if their hit points go out they go into a dying mode and there's ways that you can keep them alive but if they get hit again before you actually start to heal them then they're permadeath okay and you got to bury their body eat them as a cannibal if you got the cannibals uh cannibalism uh trait uh open uh or you, you you can sell them in town you can sell their body 
Um, Interesting. But okay. yeah, but they, but it is an open world. You can see everybody moving around. They've got, uh, you know, cities. They've got uh, explorable. I mean, you can wind up finding mines and, and uh, you know, dungeons and all sorts of stuff that you can wander into. You can take on missions. They got tons of different missions that you can take on. Um, but there is survival mechanics to it. You get, like I said, you got to have enough food on hand to feed them, to keep them happy. You have to rest. If you don't rest, I didn't rest just to see what would happen the other night. Um, you get extremely slow trying to move around the world. And then I lost my pony. I had a pony with me that was carrying a bunch of stuff. You can name your pony. Your pony can actually battle at some point too. I haven't gotten that yet, but your pony has attributes, attributes. Well, my pony wound up dying from exhaustion. How does your pony fight? Does he just make troll posts? On I Twitter don't know. No, they, the... they, they, yeah, yeah, no, 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 oh, no. Okay. I know, I know. That's what everybody thinks when you say pony. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, interesting. Double A uh, quality. Not going to knock your blocks off with any yeah. of the graphical stuff, but they've got during the battles too. If you, um, like, I've got, uh, I'm playing, you get to pick out beforehand, you get to create your characters, you get to pick out, like, um, they're they're like um starting story so like i picked a role uh a band of thieves right um that was my party standing uh starting uh and it affects the different classes that you start with so i had like a ranger and a couple other people you can choose professions as well so you can become a blacksmith you can become a thief you can become all sorts of, you can become a chef the, the classic stereotypes are there. But so I had some people who can backstab, right, as rangers. Um, and so we, during battle, Go if rangers. you take... Yeah, if, yeah, exactly. I knew you like that. If you, <laughs> if, if you take out somebody from behind with a backstab, it actually goes into kind of a cinematic mode where they yeah. show you slice and open the dude's throat and stuff. Nice. Pretty damn cool. So check out War Tales. It's in Game Pass. Download it. No risk. If that's something that uh, you're curious about, if you're in the tactical battles, it is difficult. Like I said, I'm playing on normal. Um, I think there's four different difficulty levels. I'm playing on like the third one, I think. So I guess, it, but they call it the, it, it, the descriptor made it sound like that's the way you, they want you to play it. So I'm playing on that and uh, it is tough. Uh, you got to be you got to be watching what your characters are doing. I did turn on the save anytime um, so I can save during battles and stuff. I can save scum uh, if I want to, which has helped me out. But I've been trying. I haven't done it as much as I normally would just to see where it would take me. Interesting little game. Don't don't shy away from War Tales if you're into tactics. Uh, yeah. Definitely a cool game to check out. So. Right on, man. You know, I forgot to mention this, Pong. Yeah. Oh, go. That's go, go, awesome. go. I've been waiting to check out War Tales also. It's just, there's so much to play. But I, something I'd done over the weekend, this past weekend, in, in, the, in between all my racing and stuff, is yep. I uh, subscribed to Ubisoft Plus. You did. I forgot that you told me that. Yes. yes you did. Um. And I pretty much did because I feel like right now there's quite a bit of content there and then coming mm -hmm. out in the next few months. So it's a good time right, right now if you want to check that out sure. and plan on doing it for a few months without having to buy a bunch of these games. Um, and I'm a cheap ass, so, you know, that makes sense for me. So, uh, But I played quite a bit of Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah, and you're loving it? I am absolutely loving it, dude. Nice, nice. It is nice. like a uh, classic um, Assassin's Creed, and it's got Perfect. all the new bells and whistles as far as, you know, animations and movement and, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. It, it, sometimes yeah. it can feel a little simplistic, but it's also got some really cool stuff. Like, they didn't, this doesn't feel like a double A type Assassin's Creed. It feels, sure. it's 
pretty damn big still. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's only $50 if you want to buy it uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Like they, that's a hell. Of, I, I personally think like that's just about as big as I want for Assassin's Creed. Now I haven't okay. finished it yet. I don't know how long the campaign is yet. I'm, I'm several hours in, but there's plenty of stuff to explore. There's like hidden things. There's stuff out in the desert. There's uh, more than one town. Um, there's all the, tar- they have the classic target system on there. Like it, I'm super happy with it. Um, nice, bro. It's been bug free. Yeah. Um, the only thing I w- I've experienced so far, it, there's a, has been some uh, screen tearing occasionally if I turn the camera really fast and stuff. But that's um, where I'm playing it. it does, I don't have on that screen. Um, I don't have like uh, VRR or anything like sure, that in sure, there, sure, sure. right? Because I'm playing on the uh, in that room, right? But the uh, um, other than that, man, I'm super impressed with it. Graphics are good, nice, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I also played uh, some Crew Motorfest, nice. Which, um, like it, starting out, like I said before, it completely opens up like a Horizon ripoff, right? Mm-hmm. But if you kind of accept it for what it is and just realize it's a more extreme arcadey version of that, it was pretty damn fun too. I spent some time with it and had a blast. Um. I forgot that there was planes and boats in it too. So like, yeah, I didn't think they kept that in there. And you told me, yeah, that, and I there's, was like, there's planes. Like you fly around in a plane and stuff. I was like, okay, this is just kind of interesting, okay. stupid, fun, whatever, you yeah. know? Yep. yep. Um, they got some cool stuff with some of the cars. It's definitely like an extreme arcade type racer, right? But, uh, yeah, I was having fun with it as well. Um, I plan on going into Anno 1800 again at some point. I know that, um, what's the uh as avatar is coming out uh in a month right and then after that after the new year i we get prince of persia as well Mm -hmm. so got some stuff to look forward to i'm probably gonna keep it for like two months or so and then okay and then move on from it but uh nice props to ubisoft for actually starting to get some stuff out there and you know doing pretty good right now i'll say I like it, man. Uh, I'm planning on signing up probably January, February. We'll yeah. see uh, where the dead zone is um, somewhere in that neighborhood. We'll see if there is a dead zone, uh, depending. Uh, but uh, I'm planning on signing up then and trying out Avatar, trying out Mirage, trying out uh, Crew Motorfest uh, and see what those games are like, man. Uh, Avatar, I saw some of the previews. Yeah, I'm still really iffy on that one, man. Yeah, I'm still well, really. I, I I know some people said they had a good time. Others said not so much. So it was a mixed bag of what people were saying. But I want to check it out. I definitely want to check it out. Avatar, Far Cry, both mean I'll probably find some enjoyment in it. But yeah, right around that January, February period is when I'm going to try it out. But uh, glad you were a guinea pig for the rest of us and checked yeah. it out. And uh, you know what? I won't have to buy Avatar to check it out when it comes out. Right. So correct. Absolutely. I'm super happy. Uh, You know, and like with uh, the people were saying the same thing before Far Cry Six came out in the previews too. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think some people just kind of sick of the formula there at the end of the day. But we'll see how how uh, Avatar is when it hits. Uh, I'm looking forward to trying it. I'm not like super hyped for that game. Yeah, but I wasn't also super hyped for Crew Motorfest, and I also wasn't super hyped for Assassin's Creed Mirage. But you tell me I can play all those games that are new games for a lower price. I'm like, okay, you know, 
Uh, I'm I'm in on that. I, I love the subscription models with new games going into services like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, freaking lootly, bro. I love it too. It's good for my wallet. It is. It is. Um, uh, just like EA. You know, when we got EA uh, added to the Game Pass yeah. Ultimate. Ever since then, again, it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, I got Dead yeah. Space. I I tried Dead Space uh, last week just to see if I could handle it. It's still downloaded. I'm planning on then checking it out. I waited on it, and six months. I get to play Dead Space. So, you know, that's that's what I'm looking forward to uh, with Ubisoft. Uh, again, once they have their full initial lineup here of different games that I want to try, I'm definitely hopping in. Uh, yeah. And then I'll wait for them to go on sale if I want to buy them later. Because we know they're going to still have the Ubisoft sale where you can get them for 20 bucks. So, um, waiting on that. Charlie Hustle says, I can't believe neither of you are playing RoboCop Rogue City on my list, Charlie Hustle. But right now, I'm not justifying buying it. Yeah, uh, but I'm definitely going to be picking it up at some point. I've been seeing all the videos of people playing this game. Yes, I do want to play it 1000%. The fact that they leaned in to the first couple of movies and made this game as basically a B movie game. I'm all about it. Yeah, all about it, man. Dude, so yeah, I, I, I want it really it. bad, too. But at yeah. the same time, like <laughs> I want Mortal Kombat before I want that. I want yeah. um. Oh, gee, uh, Alan Wake 2, maybe even before I want that. I want Spider Man 2. Before, I'm not playing Alan Wake 2. Before I want that. Like, I, I just, there's there's so many different games that mm. I still haven't bought because I'm kind of sucked into the things I'm playing. And if I can just be content, and I am content right now, like. Um, Are you I, getting Modern Warfare 3? I, dude, I, this is so weird. <laughs> I, I want to, but the, at the same time, I'm like, eh, like, I, I don't know if I'm just kind of content right now. I think it'll probably be one that I'll get sooner because yeah. um, that's something that me yeah. and Kate do play together, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, yeah, I'm you know. up the. I'm going to pick up the standard version. I'm not going to pick up the vault. I looked at the vault and then I was honest with myself. You know, I just bought the battle pass on Modern Warfare 2 um to for some of the skins and for spawn and stuff which is great but i didn't i haven't finished that yet and then i'm looking at my gameplay time i'm like i want to play modern warfare 3 i want to play the campaign um and i for sure want to be able to hop in with you guys uh you know again we had a great time in the beta yeah i'm just gonna buy the regular version i'm gonna buy the regular version i'm gonna stay yeah. from the vault i'm not gonna that's probably commit to I'll the battle pass too. yeah yeah kate, kate said think- yes we are duh and all caps <laughs> so yes we are there you go. Duh. how dare you ask pong <laughs> uh, she says we're buying it today <laughs> there you go yeah, yeah, absolutely that's what Charlie I, said. I, didn't hear her I think that. i'm gonna pick it up too to play the campaign so i want to get through yeah. the campaign so uh for sure i love the uh, first can the other the last campaign so yes you know, the last yes. year and this one looks super dope this so. is also it's like you know it's coming to game pass I, I, it's yeah like, but next year it's gonna be a long time yeah i know what when do you think march Mm, no, I think later summer. Later, I think before like, they. Yeah, I think be summertime. June? I yeah, I think maybe right around the showcase time. I think that might be a showcase announcement, right? That would make uh, Diablo sense. Four and Modern Warfare Three coming to Game Pass, and that's right before they announce. Yeah, you know the new Call of Duty coming up in the next couple months next year. Yeah, right, that's when I think. I yep. think yeah, somebody had brought up. I think I forget who on uh, Twitter, um, but they were brought up. You know, because Call of Duty is kind of like a hub, has a hub launcher now. Yes. So yes. how are they going to implement implement that with the Game Pass thing and all that kind of stuff? Is well, and you heard they're bringing in Modern Warfare two maps into it now. Yeah. So yeah, bro, what do we talk about potentially happening with Call of Duty? 
that it goes full games as a service yeah. that they just do expansions every year and that's basically what it comes down to that we have a hub because they want to interconnect the mobile obviously warzone and your standard call of duty all in one they want things to be cross progression they've been working on that since the last one um to make that happen and if if call of duty mobile is as big as what they think it's going to be then it only makes sense to make this a hub world where you just offer expansions every year. Now, whether or not those expansions are full price, whether or not they come every year or whether we do get that alternating year, like we talked about, that's going to be the interesting part with Xbox, but it's obvious they're moving towards that, which is cool. I mean, that's fine. It is what it is. So I'm cool with it. Uh, Mav, you got these super chats? Yes, sir. Uh, Okay, cool. Three bit hit us with, a two dollar super chat. Shout out to you, three bit brother. Thanks, three bit. Appreciate you, man. Um, says, congrats on the Texas win, Mav. Thanks, three bit. Appreciate you. And re- I remember he asked randomly, um, a couple of like like a couple weeks back. He's on a show, and I was like, yeah, I was, I was watching. Uh, or he asked uh, something about. It. I was like, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'm a Rangers fan or something like that. And he said, yeah, did they win? <laughs> and i'm like did they win what like uh i mean like see the se- season's not over yet like did they win the last game it's like yeah uh but like that's just a weird question to, to not know anything about what's going on to ask if they if they won did they score a touchdown yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh yeah i mean when put that in more perspective like i wasn't yeah there wasn't even a yeah. game that day or anything like that so it's um, that's anyways hilarious. yeah but yes yeah, oh, hey but now you ask me th- three bit did they win yes. without hesitation the answer is fuck yes they did um bald alpha wolf pack with the five dollar super chat shout out to you bald alpha Appreciate it. it. Says people tried to review bomb Assassin's Creed Mirage, but I loved mm-hmm. it too, Mav. Yeah, I think it's a great game. I don't really understand a lot of the negative sentiment out there. I, I remember seeing one review that kind of was like, Assassin's Creed is exactly what I feared it would be. And like, what do you? Right. What did you fear it would be? Like a decent Assassin's Creed game? Like I this is a this is classic Assassin's Creed. I I didn't understand the uh, sentiment there. Like this is. And I think it's that's fantastic. a weird thing. There's people that are split. There's people that are so sick of the big giant open world. Well, they, they wanted this to go gonna back. They're going to get that the next year. Right, right, like, right. Except, but the, except but the games it, for what they are, you sons of but bitches. They don't. Like, I don't understand. Don't. Like, they not don't. everything has to be exactly everything you want it to be or criti- criticized for not what it, for something it's not. Just look at it for what it is. That's the biggest problem I have with reviewers. No matter what what it is, if you if you're just sitting there with this like idea of what everything has to be, and you're judging every game because it doesn't fit into your perfect mold, then like you just shouldn't be fucking reviewing games. Period. Correct. Right. Correct. Because the only people that are ever going to find any value in your review have to have your exact same fucking mentality and it see things exactly the same way that you do so you're doing a service to nobody because uh nobody sees things exactly the same way as everybody else so like review things for what they are not what they aren't anyway sorry amen mav early mav rant let's go let's go i like the energy here already we got we got uh, another five or 
Uh, oh, go go! Another go, go. from Bold Alpha Wolfpack. Uh, Shout out to you, Bold Alpha. Appreciate you with the five dollars super chat. Says Phil's not going to put Activision back in the COD sweatshop pong. God willing, lol. We'll see. Yeah, that's that's been our hopes and our prayers and our dreams, and we'll see if they all come true or not. Right. So again, it's hard. It's hard to give up on that money when you are a business. And yeah. at the end of the day, Microsoft is a business and they made some decisions today uh, that uh, some people aren't too happy about. So, but it's still a business. So we're going to talk about that in here in a second. Um, I do want to give a shout out to the chat because we've got so many great people in here already, nearly 150 of you. If you have not had a chance, please hit that like button. It does help the algorithm. Please share it out. If you have a moment or two, if you enjoy what you hear from me and Mav on a Thursday night, please, please do that again. We don't do it enough. We don't do the business side of stuff. You won't hear the sub train unless it's in joking. Um, and we're not selling coffee yet. Nothing like that. So uh, just uh, please, if you can help us out, do that. Otherwise, you beautiful people, Cyber Gunther, 81 in the house. What's going on, brother? Louis Jose, I see you. OCD gamers joining us. We got the one and the only Talos Ray in the house. What's going on, Talos? We got the actually guy, Lore Master Jasper in the house. What's going on, Lore? Uh, we got the Hooded Canuck. What's going on, Hooded? We got Eastside Vandal up in here. We got the DJD925. What's going on? We got Spider-Man356 in the house. What's going on, Spider-Man? Always great to have you a part of the show in the chat. We got Mr. Seven Digit up in here. What's going on, Mr. Seven Digit? Nice to see you tonight. We got the aforementioned Bold Alpha Wolf Pack dropping on in here. What's going on, Bold? Uh, we got Charlie Hustle. What's going on, Charlie? We got uh, who else we got in here? We got Jason Max in the house. What's going on, Jason? We got Amit Kumar. What's going on, Amit? Always great to have you a part of the show. We got the one, the only Big Mad Mo in the house. What's going on, Big Mad Mo? Always great to see your face popping up. We got Nate Dog dropping on in here. What's going on, Nate? Uh, we got Void Rat dropping in, saying hi. He says, I won't buy another Call of Duty game. We'll play on Game Pass, though. Void, hey, more power to you. Hold on out. I had my uh, few years where I didn't buy any Call of Duty either. So uh, shout out to you. The Beer Baron is in the house. What's going on, Beer? Hopefully bringing the extra for the rest of the chat. Dion Hayes is on here. What's going on, Dion? Always great to see you a part of the show. The beautiful, beautiful Miss Caitlin's in the house. Thank you again, Miss Caitlin, for tweeting us out and for making all the thumbnails and graphics that show up on the Fun Speculation Network. Awesome, as always. Thank you, Caitlin. Um, Froggy T right in the house. What's going on, Froggy? It's Timmy. It's Timmy's up in here. What's going on? It's Timmy. We got Sin in the house. What's going on, Sin? Great to see you dropping in saying hi. Appreciate you. We got Cyber Wolf up in here. What's going on, Cyber Wolf? Uh, we got Relzer, double zeros. What's going on, Relzer? We got Buzz in here. What's going on, Buzz? Great to see you as always. Who else we got up in here? Going through. You guys are chatting. Getting. Oh, man. Look at this. Uh, Sanchez MTZ Gaming. What is happening? Of course, we've got the brother from another 3-bit dropping on in here. Uh, what's going on, 3-bit? I hope you're doing well, sir. I hope your trick-or-treating went well. Um, hope you didn't steal any kids' candies while you're out there and dressed up like Spider-Man. Um, let's see. Who else we got up in here? Um, we got Alvin, of course, dropping in here. What's going on, Alvin? Thank you for dropping by and saying hi. Appreciate you. you got that one and the only Andrew Cullinane in the chat. What's going on? We got Ghost Fixter. What's going on, Ghost? Great to see you. We got the Grumpy Shaman in here. Well, hopefully you don't stay grumpy too long listening to me and Mav. 
But if you do, I understand completely. Uh, True Serum, what is going on? Great to have you. That's as far as I can go back. Red Monkey Butt dropping on in here. We got Miss K's TV. What's going on, Miss K's? Great to see you as always. We got Seaman Stains in here. Hey. Mm. Pause. Okay. With your own, with your name. That is what it is. It's, I had to read it. I, Seaman Stains. You might. You might want to look at some uh, special kind of detergent or something. <laughs> well, there is a lot of removers out there, so it's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, we got Web Dave, member three months dropping in here. Good to see you, Web Dave, saying best way to spend a Thursday night is PM the PM. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you so much. Uh, and of course, everybody go check out Web Dave's channels. Uh, just crushing it uh, with all of his shows and what he, all of his interviews. Biggie Butters in the house. What's going on, Biggie Butters? Biggie Butters. Uh, we got Vic the MF Click in the house. What's going on, Vic? Always great to see you. You know what it is, brother. Uh, Silver Afro in here. What's going on? Says 142 viewers, still early. Record night for fun speculation. We'd love to set records anytime we can. Def. Leopard in the house. What's going on, Def? Sheba, Army Brat. What's going on, Sheba? Great to see you in here. Uh, Jay Remberts in the house. What's going on, Jay? Good to see you, brother. Donnie Skills is in the house. Hope that's not Donnie D in disguise, but uh, Donnie Skills. Great to have you part of our chat as always, too. Oh, man. No, we got to get him in here. The man that carries the biggest stick in the chat whatever show he shows up in be wary you trolls because the one the only boss mod lethal papa is in the house taking care of business along with all of our other mods thank you all for being mods by the way appreciate every single one of you in here that do that uh we don't have too many problems usually but you never know who decides to show up in here uh great to see everybody in the chat you guys are all looking beautiful all looking amazing shout out to steel rain the brother from another he was in here early i did see that uh before the show even started rsj fan i see you my friend great to have you in here as well sir x-men dropping in the house let's go on sir um bt maverick what's going on we got another mav in the house it's always good to see so uh thank you all for being here though joining myself and the one the only mav right here fun speculation for pm and the pm on a thursday night um all right mav let's get into some uh stuff here let's not jump we're not gonna jump into the bungee stuff quite yet let's hit some smaller stuff uh happening and we've talked about it we we've mentioned it a couple times here modern warfare 3 marketing in full swing we've seen the videos new york times lit up like they are everywhere this is typical activision this is typical call of duty this is what they do every year for this game and they should rightfully so it's uh usually the yeah. highest selling game of the year all right uh it is now xbox first part uh whether you like it or not clearly you want to say it doesn't count doesn't matter don't care about your feelings okay this is facts this is business they got bought they are now owned by Microsoft and Xbox. This is an Xbox first party title. Some people today, Mav, flipped on their series consoles and they were greeted by not the home screen, not by the Xbox, you know, firing up screen, but they were greeted by Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 advertisement saying, yeah, bye now. Let's right? go. Let's go. <laughs> now, Oh, shit. All right. I've seen some people with some pretty bombastic takes out here when it comes to this. I've seen some people got the pitchforks out, right? 
this isn't the first time it's happened. Uh, yeah. We just had it recently with Starfield. Some people are saying that it bothers them because this game is not in Game Pass like Starfield was. Um, I'll just go real quick here, Mav, and then I'll let you say what you want to say about this. You guys know that both myself and, and Mav can be critical of Xbox. We have been critical in the past. We've had entire shows being critical of Xbox. We've, we've had people come after us in the Xbox community. We've had the fake neutral tag thrown at us. We've had, you know, pony bots thrown at us. We've had everything because we can be critical of Xbox. I certainly have laid down the law on egregious things that have gone on where I go, this is a step too far. This is unacceptable. They need to reverse course on this. I'm not going to give this the same energy. Again, this isn't the first time we've seen this happen. Um, if this was a video ad, like you will see when you first pull up a YouTube video, if you're not uh, subscribed to YouTube premium, if this was a video ad that I couldn't skip for the first, let's say five, 10 seconds, I probably have something to say about it right now, but this is a skippable screen immediately. This is not something you have to pay attention to outside of the fact that it is in your face. Do I think that we could be on a slippery slope when it comes to game advertising? Yes. I've talked about this in the past because there was rumors, Mav, that they were going to start advertising in games potentially or have a Game Pass model that would include advertisements. That is bad news. This right here, got to say, it's business. It is what it is. Call of Duty is now a first-party title. They're going to advertise the hell out of it. They haven't been they had the chance to advertise the hell out of Call of Duty because of PlayStation marketing rights for a very long time. They now own it. It opens up more potential. They're going to throw it in your face. They just spent $70 billion, okay? Yes, they didn't spend $70 billion just for Call of Duty, but again, in business terms, Call of Duty is one of the biggest money makers they just purchased. They're going to Make sure that everybody is well aware of it. And that includes their own customers. Okay. Um, so again, skippable, skippable front page ad when you first power up the series console. I'm going to say not a big deal in the utopian world. I would say, sure. I don't want that there ever. I don't want any advertising on my homepage. I don't want to see anything. We've had that discussion too about how much advertising space they give on our homepage. I don't want to see any of it. Utopian world, dystopian world. We get ads in the middle of games, right? We get unskippable videos of ads running when we power up our box, right? That's dystopian. As I've always said, we're never going to have utopian future. We're never going to have a dystopian future. It's going to probably fall somewhere in the middle. That's why I look at this. It's a move that again, makes sense for what they just spent for how big call of duty actually is. And I don't think it's egregious. I don't, um, I, I, I just don't think the pitchforks are necessary on this one after we just saw it with Starfield. Um, there's been other ads that have been run this way. I think a skippable ad when you first power up your console is okay to me. Again, if they go to video, if they go to something like that, then we're going to talk. But right now, I'm not going to give it a whole lot of energy. Again, understand if you feel like this is a bit too far. I get it. I hear you. I'm not going to tell you that in any way, shape, or form you're wrong because, hey, I understand it. You just you paid $500 for a console. You, don't, you never expected to start seeing advertising when you first power it up. I get it. 
So I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just not going to pull up my own pitchfork here. Mav, what do you feel about this advertising that happened today? Uh, I could care less. Honestly, I mean, yep. I understand if people don't like it that the I just not one that that kind of stuff ever really upsets me anyway. You know what I mean? So like I'm I'm not going to pretend to be upset for for <laughs> like being anti-corporation and all this. What do you stuff, mean? Some you know, people claim like, we already are all the time, Mav, that we, that's when we criticize, we're just making it up. I I, I think it's kind of in your face a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes. If I, I'm about, it's like kind of too, a little bit too forceful. But at the same time, I don't really give a shit. I just hit the butt, the B yeah. button or whatever, and it's just yeah. And I don't really. So I, I personally don't care. For people that do care, I hear you. And if uh, there's enough of you that care, maybe they'll stop doing it. I don't know. Okay. I but I. That's also not a new thing because they've done it with other games before. And I didn't hear the or see any of the outcry when it happened with those games. So I think it's just a Call of Duty thing post-ABK acquisition that all of a sudden people are talking about it because somebody prominent probably posted something on Twitter yeah, or whatever. There, there's been some prominent people that post. And again, I understand the slippery slope, slope concept, right? That yeah. once you start allowing yeah, it to it. happen, it just gets more. They do. As businesses, they will take, right? They will take more. You give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. It That's the way it works. Like so I do every understand. fucking time, Correct. too. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, right. Yes. I, I get it, but like a one-off every once in a while for a massive game. <laughs> yeah. I no. I personally don't care, <laughs> and I I do also think they they are trying to their biggest brands. They're trying to establish like this is our like ours or, or whatever you know, and as part of marketing and. Yep. And and stuff like that. And it's not like it's like you, you load it up and there's an ad for a fucking Kia. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's a it's the it's a it is a video game ad, at least. You know what I mean? Yes. So there's that. Um, I, I don't know. I just and I don't and, really care. To be honest. Yeah, with you. no. And that's fine. Again, that's what I, I assumed you were the same as me that you're just not going to give this too much energy because it is what it like. OK, uh, whatever. Um and let's be real, folks, too. There are people outside of this community who don't follow gaming that own Xbox that don't even know that they bought Activision yet. There are people out in the world who have no idea that they own Call of Duty. So they're going to market the hell out of it no matter what, because they can now, because they own it. And obviously now there's loopholes that have been created because they own it where they can do more than they've ever done before, they're going to take advantage of that because one of the reasons why they were so dominant in the 360 generation was because of the Call of Duty marketing rights. Yeah, We all know the story, right? That's one of the reasons. And when they lost those marketing rights, it hurt. And Sony never gave them back. So yeah. now, again, they didn't spend $70 billion just for Call of Duty, but you got to understand Call of Duty is one of the biggest games, one of the biggest franchises of all time. They're going to market that frick out of it everywhere they can especially in their own ecosystem because they now have the rights to do that again so um again i'm not going to give too much energy to it uh alvin hills with the five dollar super chat said why don't you compete xbox wait not like that why don't you market xbox wait not like that coddled ass generation i swear lol yes yes they're they're there is some of that out there, although I have seen Xbox people speaking up about this. And again, they think it's a bridge too far. That's OK. Again, I understand the concept. Uh, I do. Uh, like I said, there would be a point 
where if, like I said, I couldn't skip it. If it was a video, something like that, that was pretty damn intrusive. I would speak up about it because I don't think that that's necessarily the right way to go. But again, this thing right here, splash screen that I can skip through. I'm cool with it. Whatever it is, what it is. So, yeah. Um, all right. I wanted to get that out of the way because that's something that just popped up today uh, before the show where I did see some people talking about it. So I wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, but Modern Warfare 3 is everywhere right now. Like I said, I am going to pick it up. Uh, obviously, Caitlin made a decision for maps, so they are picking it up as well. Uh, we will be rocking and rolling. We'll have a report next week. I'm sure both of us will have played it by then, uh, at least the campaign uh, portion of it. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, looking forward to it. Again, they got me with the nostalgia. And the fact that I carry over my Modern Warfare 2 skins is a big deal to me. Again, if that's what they're doing going forward, where Mav and I talked about this, and Mav, if you got any added thoughts to this, if they are going to make this more of a platform Call of Duty, and they, they slowly seem to be transitioning that way, if the fact is that I spend money in the previous version of Call of Duty, and I can carry those skins over, and that kind of stuff, and my guns carry over, and my progress carries over... Uh, progress really doesn't but again if you get to carry over your guns in some ways it does that's cool to me that's that's a move in the right direction for call of duty that i'm supportive of right yeah yeah i, I agree um man uh we do have two uh new members to the channel Pong. shout uh, out those members let's go charlie hustle has joined the member uh, uh welcome to well. speculators charlie yeah. hustle appreciate Which, uh, you he had re-opted actually so he's been yes. a member before uh, Rain Bolts, welcome to the speculators as well. Thank you. Appreciate you. Let's go. The channel. Let's go. Good if stuff. If y'all are interested in some coffee, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Um, not this week. <laughs> not <laughs> this not, week. Not, yeah, let's not no, do that no, this no, week. No, 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 we'll take no, a week off. Do. We'll take a week off. People yeah. love it. Yeah, I, I don't say know, that. man. Like that guy, uh, that unspoken person that seen some. The most crazy takes I've ever seen before. Oh Wait. my god! Okay. Oh, bro, he he just plays to his crowd. I I could it's like it's if I was one of those creators that just like had a channel where you're just talking about other people and like make fun of them and stuff and like pick apart what they say. I, I've done a little bit of that stuff, not too much, right? But that would be the only channel I focus on right now. Would be that one because yeah. you'd have a fucking field day, man. Oh, my God. It's just insane. It is. He knows what he's doing, man. Again, he's yeah. found an audience, and he, like I said, he gets to sit at home. Respect the hustle. He sits at home, plays video games, and talks shit all day. Bullshit. And he gets paid, and he doesn't have to go to a 9-to-5 job. So, I will say again, this. That guy, say, that guy and PlayStation gonna... have two things yeah. in, com uh, in common. In common. In common. In common? Whoa. <laughs> well, maybe that. In common. Semen stains inbound. Um. They both know how to lie very well to their audience and milk them yeah. for their uh, money. Yep. Yeah. Yep, they do. Eastside, that's up for debate. That's up for debate, but yes, again. But again, if he makes money sitting around talking for six, eight hours a day, cool for him. That's say hey, he does. Whatever, man. Again, to each their own, right? Um, <laughs> let's see here, Mav. Where should we start? Um <laughs> I'm gonna get some of the smaller. I'm gonna get some of the smaller topics out of the way, and then we'll get into Bungie here. So let's let's talk about some of the smaller stuff this week. Um, 
again, this week has been a little bit light on news um, because BlizzCon hasn't happened. That starts tomorrow, everybody. So again, once again, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow is their opening ceremony. It's supposed to run for two, two and a half hours. So again, keep keep your eyes. If you've got a chance to watch it tomorrow, please do. Mav might be streaming it. Mav, I had to ask you real quick, though. Did you actually change your name to Ranger Mav? I just did on Twitter. Yeah. I just, I just did. noticed it in the DMs. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Ranger Mav. Let's go, man. I'm Let's fucking go. all in, dude. It's amazing. Uh, Rand all Thor 19. Uh, shout out to Rand. Says, Ooh, Rand's in here. What's going on, Rand? Start with Rand and how he is better than Jez. Oh, um, Jez, oh. Jez is pretty cool, man. I don't know. Wow. Okay, Rand. <laughs> Mav's opinions do not reflect my own. Okay. So, uh, no, Rand is the actual engine behind the Xbox, too. Obviously, Jez is the coal because he feeds the fire over there with yeah. some inside information. But Rand is definitely the engine. Rand, again, congrats, sir, on your 100K. Once I, again, I will uh, say, yes, that Rand doesn't eat those beans on toast and shit like that i don't think no, that's that correct. jez does so yeah. that alone might put him over the top you know the the beans <laughs> why beans and toast is good you eat Same. beans and toast yeah why wouldn't you why because wouldn't you bro it's, it's fucking gross it's you're putting beans on bread it gets soggy and it's na- it's just nasty so so who likes soggy bread uh, again, I don't have a problem with those kinds of things. I don't. Okay. I don't. I just don't. I don't have a problem with those. So things. you are the Jez of PM and the PM, and I'm Rand. <laughs> yeah, probably. Is that this is? That's fair. Uh, again, I'll be Jez. That's fine. That's fine. You're welcome, Rand. By the way, uh, I saw so your thank you. Will you uh, leak us some? Some code names for games. I wish I had. Co- you, again, you guys all know this is why I never will be an insider. Nobody will ever trust me because I've publicly said that if I was in Phil's position, I'd give you all the entire roadmap until 2030 if I had it. I wouldn't care if they were just made up code names. I would give you the whole roadmap. I'd leak it myself. I'd create my own fake account if I was Phil and leak shit. Nobody's ever going to trust me with that shit. Nobody. I'm publicly yeah. said that before. Uh, we got another member of the speculators, Anonymous Boss. Welcome. Anonymous boss, appreciate you joining the spec or the speculators. Jesus, uh, appreciate you so much. I almost said it the other way uh, because what we're the splitters on say? Saturday. Oh, splitters, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, because I almost said it. I wanted to double check that I said it. I was like, Jesus, you get a two for um, one here if you join. Yeah, the exactly. You get a free living split screen. <laughs> hey, hey, we're basically free over there. It's only two ninety nine on living split screen. So uh, you're more than welcome oh, to join. How much? I don't even know how much it is. <laughs> yes, Biggie Butters. I would ruin. Christmas with spoilers. You all that have problems with spoilers would have to block my account if I had access because, yes, because spoilers don't ruin anything for me and I want to open up all my Christmas gifts and know what they are. In fact, I want to find them, which I did as a child, before they're even wrapped. I wanted to know my entire Christmas lineup. And let me tell you, from about age 10 on, I had about 80% hit rate on my Christmas presents because me and my sister would go looking for them. Even when my parents hit started hiding them in the trunks of their car out in the garage, I would still find a way to go get them and see what I was getting. Yes, I was that I was that kid and I still am to this day. Spoilers yeah. don't matter. Um all right. Let's see your map. 
Let's see what you think about this. This is an interesting little one this week. Um, and I want to know your opinion because I know Steele's got a different opinion than I do on this. I saw some posts from him today. So I know uh, he's got some interesting takes. Cliffy B, it's been out pretty public this week, Mav, um, talking about Gears of War. And once again, Cliffy, listen, he burned his own bridges. I don't... Um, I don't feel sorry for Cliffy. He doesn't feel sorry for himself. Again, the the Iron Lords uh, podcast interview with him was one of the greatest interviews they've done. Uh, personally, for me, just hearing the history and finding out where he's at, I don't agree with Cliffy on everything. Um, but uh, Cliffy B is obviously one of the main creators of Gears of War. He was one of the main creatives behind it. He had the imagination. A lot of what you see in Gears of War, especially one through three, obviously, was him. Um, and so... I never minded him as a developer. I know companies did. And obviously when he left and then made some massive mistakes, decisions down the road uh, with his own studio, um, that cost him and it cost him big time. And he wrote about it in a book and everything else. And again, he's been on interviews, but he's made it publicly known that he would love to come back and work on gears uh, or be an advisor. Uh, even if, if, even if Phil just invited him in, to kind of talk with the coalition and kind of give some ideas. He just wants to be a part of it again. My own personal thoughts on this is that it's time. I would like to see Cliffy B come back. Uh, I, th- I think some of the stuff that he's talked about, uh, ideas that he had previously for Gears have been interesting. Not that I would say that every single one has, but he was out this week a lot, man, talking. He had an interview with comicbook.com. Um, in which he said that he believes that Gears of War needs a reboot like God of War. Um, and he'd be more than happy to consult on that. Um, he had some interesting other small takes with people, you know, throwing out ideas at him. He said that a Gears of War game, uh, survival horror, where you play as a uh, kid who is trying to survive the initial wave um, of, um, you know, would be interesting to him. He also said this week that he thought about make turning gears into a first person shooter. That one I'm not so sure about, but Cliffy's obviously got some crazy ideas. Now there's been some smoke behind the scenes that maybe there has been communication between Cliffy and, and Xbox that maybe potentially that those now that he's been public with all of this, that maybe somebody's reached out to him and talked to him privately in the DMS or at least opened it up. I'm all, again, I'll say it again. I think it's time. I think that Cliffy could be a real asset in bringing some fresh ideas. Not that I don't think the coalition can't do number six on their own. I think what we're hearing about that as well behind the scenes and, and publicly from some people talking about this, this is going to blow your mind away. Cool. Let them finish Gears of War six. I'm cool with that. But what do you do with Gears after that? You don't let it die off. But where do you take the franchise after you finish off two trilogies, right? That's kind of where I'm at. What are you guys going to do from that point forward? And I think having Cliffy in house, given some of those ideas, advising on some, maybe some spinoffs, maybe you don't go big again. Maybe you let it rest for a while, but you do some spinoff series, try some new things with Gears of War. Because again, I've always said the lore is there. 
right? Steele's read the book. Steele knows all about gears. He, and he even talks about the, the lore is there. The world building has been done for you in a lot of ways and it's expansive. You can go take this series in a lot of different directions. But Mav, what do you think about Cliffy being out here this week? Pretty a lot. I mean, he was, he was yeah. out there a lot. I kept seeing comments. Uh, what do you think about him? And do you have any opinion on him coming back in an advisory role to gears going down the road? I'm kind of torn on it. Honestly, I, and I don't know if I could answer this question, honestly, until after I see and play gears six. If I play gears six and it's more of what we got with gears four and five, which I thought they were still (laughs) great games, but they weren't like hard core gears to me. You know what I mean? Like they were kind of like, Lightened up slightly, you know. I if if they go, let's let's say the Gear Six comes out and they just like go full on like dark and gore and like just like bring back that dude broness or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff from the originals that was kind of like the trademark, yeah. right? Yes. Then I'm yes. like, hey, who needs fucking Cliffy B, right? Like at right. the end of the day, right. at that point, it's Correct. like, hey, now if if it's like kind of what we've been getting and maybe just advance a little bit further in that regard and maybe like hey you know what bring in some fresh ideas you know what i mean and like from one of the original creators you know but the rod ferguson was there he was one of the original yep. guys too you know what i mean so yeah it that didn't necessarily like make a huge impact one way or another when he was there i like i i understand that cliffy b was more of the creative guy you yes. know um yes so that's where he had adds a lot of value. I do think he is like creatively like one of the uh somebody that should be respected in that regard for sure. Like he has uh done some amazing things in the industry. Uh he's had his failures at when he tried to kind of go on his own. Uh when he was part of Epic, he, he did amazing things, you know, but I uh it, it, I don't know if it's the same person also. Like it, like what if that magic is gone with being able to get a whole huge team and corporation to be able to bend to your will and create your vision. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know what value he would add. Um, sure. Until it gets to that point where they're kind of like, Hey, desperate to bring back the roots of gears mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but maybe gear six kind of accomplishes that. The, the bigger question was like, for me, does gears need a reboot? Yeah. Right. And a, yes. irrelevant of, of Cliffy B, right? Right, right. Um, the, After that, you finish like, number six, does it need a reboot? Right. So I, for me, I would look at it and be like, we're, it depends on how six ends one way, and it depends on how Gears 6 plays out. And if it becomes this fan favorite, amazing thing, and people really get invested into the future, then I would say no. If it kind of culminates things and left, okay, that was cool, trilogy, I'm kind of done. Then yes, you know, but I uh, I still can't answer that one fully until Gear Six comes out. Sure. Also, you know, what That's I mean, fair, like, man. I it yeah. it, it's kind of hard to at, at times to think about reboots on franchises like this because you know, like the God of War reboot. For what it's worth, I feel like there's a little bit of a difference between like the character of Kratos to the characters of like Dom and. Marcus Phoenix and, oh, and the whole course. original was like yeah. I, I feel like there's more of a sentimental emotional attachment to the characters from Gears of War, right? Yeah. 
and then Kratos was like you were just this bloodthirsty like god just ravaging everything and you know yep. all that so it was kind of like yeah it's cool but there wasn't like necessarily an emotional attachment for people to Kratos so like I think it's easier to go in and try and create that with the new God of Wars now which I think they have tried to accomplish that with the new God of Wars right create more of a story there and all that kind of stuff you know yeah uh, so I believe they created that now but that didn't really exist before but with right. with gears of well, war did, but it was just different right yeah. with gears you're like really have like this special thing that people admire and have a special place in their minds and so to reboot that to, depends on what that means you know what i mean sure. and like yeah. uh, for me i would say to reboot gears you got to tell new stories with different characters Yep. I don't think you could go and tackle Marcus Phoenix and Dom's storyline, all that stuff mm-hmm. again. I no. think I think you'd no. leave that alone. And yes. now maybe you go back to like the original timelines and stuff like that and tell different stories with different people and stuff, and you could really bring it back into the core. But I I think you gotta leave those original stories alone where they are because they're just yes. they're just what they are. Well you, you know need to I mean? remake them first. So bring it bring the Marcus Phoenix collection for sure. Yes, for sure. Yes, yep. for sure. And now you can no. do like a major treatment on that, like the Resident Evils yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes. I, yes. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Unreal five yes. engine five yes. and go all out on that. Correct. But that's more remakes, not reboots, you know? Correct. Correct. Now reboot, I think he is talking about fundamentally. Yeah. Changing Going back to gears. the roots. Yeah. Right. But I think fundamentally even changing, like, because that's the main difference between God of War is how it plays the perspective, all of that, right? That's obviously Sad Dad Kratos is a whole nother change, which I didn't like. But I think that Cliffy's actually honestly talking about that's why I think he threw out. I was thinking about maybe it as a first person shooter, right? I think he's talking about fundamentally changing something about gears, which I don't necessarily agree with whatsoever. And again, folks in the chat, I knew, I knew this would stir it up. Doom Reaper. I see. You. And it was actually doom and, and steel's uh, comments today on Twitter that I saw that I knew steel was on a different uh, wavelength than me. And I hear y'all. And again, if you don't like Cliffy B, I totally get that too. Again, Especially old Cliffy B could be very abrasive. He can still be out there. Again, I don't agree with Cliffy B on everything. Um, so I hear you all. And if you don't want Cliffy B anywhere near this franchise or coming back to Xbox, I get that. That is fine. I'm not going to argue with you over it. I just said personally, for me, it's been long enough. I think Cliffy has matured. And I do not want, let's be clear about this. I'm not saying hand the reins of Gears of War back to Cliffy B. As an advisor coming in with some outside ideas, maybe some ideas that he originally had. Again, if you guys didn't know, he was originally going to take the locust to the air, which I thought would be very cool. Like he was had this whole metamorphosis of the locust happening like in his head. And that's where he was actually going to take the Gears franchise next. So I think some of that could be beneficial if they are looking for taking gears in a new direction or making some, you know, again, spinoffs of gears of war. Again, I'm not handing over the reins to him. I'm not saying have him take over gear six. I don't want any of that coalition showed me with hive busters that they still know how to make classic gears yeah. as well. Hive busters to me is the best thing that's happened to gears since number three ended. And again, if you guys all love four and five, more power to you. I hate the whiny kids. I hate the semi-open world. I hate all of that. Yeah. I hate the lightness of it. I hate the colors of it. I want the dark gears one through three. 
I know I'm old. Change has to what happen. If you I'm one of those the guys. Timeline and they're no more no longer yes. whiny kids. They're like old, yes. brittle. Fuck, <laughs> like, uh, no, you know? because they're not tough. They still don't have that, that toughness to them. That the first original. Up and Look, I want like, my you know? dude, bro, shooters. Okay, that's what I like. Yes, I, I liked. I, I liked all of them. Right back. Anyways. But I just think that would be interesting. And I think Cliffy could bring some outside perspective with some fresh ideas. Not that you take all of his ideas as gold, because obviously they're not right. Again, I don't agree with the first person shooter thing. You stay third person. That's the identity of gears. It's what made gears. And I don't want them changing that. So um, but I just I, I again, it's been long enough for me. Water under the bridge. I still think Cliffy's got some creativeness to him. It doesn't it doesn't just go away all of a sudden, even though he stepped away from the industry. It doesn't just go away, even if he failed. Right. It it doesn't matter. I still think that there's some positive things that could come out of it. But that's just me. So, again, if you don't agree, I'm not going to fight with you. That's fine. I totally understand where you're coming from. Right. So um, just thought it was interesting this week. He was very vocal this week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how gear six is, you know. We've had a couple yeah. of former prominent developers out there, like kind of be outspoken of wanting to work with Microsoft again. You know, like Tomonobu Udagaki, Hideki Kamiya <laughs> has been talking, you know, Cliffy B and stuff. These guys that were making headlines. All, like all, all the A-hole devs, and, all the A-holes of the devs want to work with Xbox yeah. all of a sudden. It's, it's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like some of them. I don't mind ego so much. I, I, I wish this industry would embrace uh, those individual personalities more. Um, some of them very off-putting and some of them can be complete a-holes that don't deserve that. Yeah. But I think there was ego. a time, there was a time when the industry stamped out a lot of the rock starness that the devs were starting to get. And I think it actually was um, a disservice to the industry to do that. Other industries embrace those high, you know, even if they're not the higher ups, but they are outgoing people who do have that egotastic kind of bombastic personality to them. It does help in a lot of ways and other industries in the entertainment world do embrace those personalities instead of shying away from now. There can be toxic ones that are just way out there too toxic. You can't touch, but I think some of them, right. Itagaki, Cliffy B, they deserve to have that rock star kind of mentality to them. And I, I think it was kind of sad that they stopped it out. Yeah. In a lot of ways, but anyways, um, um, we do have a couple things to get to. Uh, Anonymous boss member for two months. Uh, welcome now back to the speculators. Appreciate yes. Also, um, said how imagine how a newer gears would be with 2024 graphics. Yeah, that's well, what we're, we're hearing. We're going to find we're, out with gear six. We're, we're hearing too. I mean, again, there's been some people that have publicly spoken about it that they can't say anything outside of what they're hearing is that this is going to set the bar. Yeah. So hey, there are some people saying Hellblade even beyond two. Hellblade two. Yeah. Right. Which is, right. Which is crazy. That's, I mean, but this coalition, like we yes. expect that, right? I like believe so. that coalition can do it. Do you think they go open world again, or do you think they kind of go back to the roots and the core of... I, I think they're committed to the four or five and being number six. I think they're committed to that formula. Now, they might go darker this one um, and kind of get back to more of the horror. I could see them going that route, really yeah. putting the whiny kids through some shit, right? I, I can see that for sure, uh, but I think they're going to keep it open world. But again... Hive Busters proved to me that they still know how to make those style games. So if they didn't, 
it wouldn't shock me because high busters did get a whole lot of praise for the people who played it those of us that mm-hmm. did play it yeah it was so good. my god it was so freaking good bro yeah so good so but i uh, think they stay open world personally bold alpha Wolfpack with another super chat with ten dollars appreciate Ooh, you shout out to you bold alpha it's always a good idea to let the original devs work on the games they started what are we talking about yeah i mean but- <laughs> There's just people that are going to feel that they've passed their time, right? That that time has passed those devs, those creators, and things do have to evolve and not bringing in the old heads doesn't always mean success, right? Some of them, there's some people who just don't like certain people personally too. And again, Cliffy B is one of those personalities that unfortunately (laughs) did rub a lot of people wrong way. So I think that, again, it's valid that that some people don't want him anywhere near it. That's fine. I, I get it. I just he, he's kind of had an ego in the past, right? Kind of. Yeah. yeah, he was. He even freely admits again, he burned bridges throughout the industry, especially with Xbox. He burned down that entire bridge because of his ego. Yeah. Wow. But you give a person like that success again. Yeah. Do they yeah. just immediately revert yeah. to that kind of personality? Right. Like, yep. That's that's the question. Do you do you grow? Do you mature where you you've learned your lessons and you come back better um, than you did before? I think that's also possible. And again, I'm always for second chances, right? Yeah. I'm always for reclamation projects. I'm this way. I was this way in sports. I was always that dude who saw that first or second round guy that was bust on a team. And I always yeah. was like, you know, whether it's Vikings, Wolves, whoever, take a chance. Take a chance on him. That talent yeah. is undeniable. Maybe he's figured it out. Maybe you're the voice that helps him figure it out. I was always that guy. So I always yeah. like to see the redemption I, project. A hundred percent. I think we're both yep. on the same page. This yep. like, don't have him come in and like interrupt what's going on right now with gear. Six. No, 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 no. Like, no. like at gear no. six is something that is part of a trilogy that coalition has been involved with ever since they've been in charge of the franchise. Uh, they've done a lot of great things with the franchise. Some things we don't love as much as the original trilogies, but they deserve to have their culmination moment for this uh, trilogy of, of games. And you don't want to have some one of the original guys come in and be like, "Okay, no, you can't do this or, or whatever." No, and like then, said, and you know, and, and then, <laughs> well, the, but then at, you got to think of it from like the developer's perspective. Like, oh, the original creator yeah. of this franchise is telling us that he doesn't like this. Like, it's going to make you second guess things and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe they don't give a shit. I don't know. Coalition don't but, give a shit. Coalition's right. proved themselves now. So I, so I would like, that's why I'm saying like, just wait after gear six comes out, see how it lands, see how much people love it. And then you can make your decisions on what direction I'll you be right to go back, with man. from there. Right. <laughs> I, I think gears is in a good place. I feel like it's doesn't need a lot. I feel like after gears five, a lot of us were saying, okay, I think they need to take a little bit of a break. But I, at this point now, I feel like they've had a good enough break. You know, I feel like we've had some years. Uh, all this other stuff happened since Gears 5. With like, Xbox is a different company since Gears 5 came out now. Like, all this other stuff happened. And now Gears 6 is on the horizon uh, in the next two years, I'm guessing. I don't know exactly when it's going to come out. Maybe even further. I have no fucking clue. But when Gears 6 comes out, like, it's because of the amount of time between Gears 5 and 6, I think it has a chance to set this new standard for Gears and all of this conversation about uh, Cliffy B and about rebooting and all that kind of stuff may be irrelevant at that point because we may be just be looking at gear six is like holy shit 
that was one of the most amazing games that I've ever fucking played. And if it is like that, if it really brings Gears back to its glory, then uh, all that conversation about Gears needs this, Gears needs that, will be gone. And right now, that's what they're working on. They're working on Gears 6, so... I, 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 this conversation, like I like, should just be, I guess, postponed until Gear Six comes out. Sure, absolutely. Anyway, no, no, uh, good points. And uh, yeah, again, like Doom, Dion Hayes says the coalition doesn't need to go through what Naughty Dog went through with Bungie. It would be like that a little bit if somebody else tells you what to do. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, if they if they brought in and gave Cliffy B like creative control over Gears again, yeah, no, you, yeah, or like you, Halo went with Staten, yeah. right? But yes. like Staten, yeah. like that was, the game wasn't supposed to develop in hell. They needed a savior there, yes, right? They did, yes, but it, but then so Staten was already involved and in good graces with Microsoft, Correct. so it's kind of still. Different, different situation it was like bringing an outsider kind of correct like, and cliffy b right now is an outsider yeah he's been gone too long it's it's an outsider even if he's one of the original creators he's still an outsider yeah he hasn't and, been a part of his it. other projects he's done it's not yes. like he's been having all this success out no, there and no, no, like no, really no. knows how to do things like uh, he's had multiple failures um he had mm-hmm. one game canceled another game that was in like a preview that got shut down and then, and then a, an exclusive game that launched on uh, PlayStation uh, get shut down within uh, six months or two years or so. Lawbreakers mm-hmm. supposed to be a big deal, you know, like yep. multiple. It's three different chances, and like they all three of them didn't work out. So and Lawbreakers was because he spurned Xbox and decided to launch it on PlayStation. Yeah, he should have known better. Launch multiplayer again, exclusives on ego. PlayStation. That's a way to succeed, ego. right? That's uh, yeah, gonna yeah, work yeah. out for everybody. He got crushed. I mean, he got crushed. Uh, again, he's 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 definitely the karma's come back to bite him for what he did. So again, uh, just interesting conversation. I didn't even think it was going to go for that long, but in chat, you guys are all into it. Again, huge opinions on Cliffy B. Somebody like that, that type of personality, somebody who did at the time. I again, if you weren't around or weren't old enough to notice the industry when gears hit and who cliffy b was at that time listen there's only been a few devs who have approached that rock star status cliffy b at that time was that dude like he like he and he embraced the hell out of it and his ego just ran wild but it was a crazy period when gears actually did hit and what it did to the industry insane so um, just a different time. But I, I understand why people are fired up in the chat. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and fight with you if you don't want them back. I get it. So uh, I just I'd like to see the redemption arc. That's all. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, all right, MF. Um, we got some other smaller topics we can hit, but let's uh, let's just jump into the bungee stuff. We are in the middle of the show. We have been going now for nearly an hour and a half already. Again, I did not expect the Cliffy B conversation to get that far, but man, yeah, again, we haven't even talked about Bungie yet. We no, we haven't. Let's trouble. get it. <laughs> yeah, let's. Woo, boy, as you guys saw in the thumbnail for the show, uh, Bungie blunders. Um, that's about that's about as nice as I personally could have put it. Um, again, I, I did come up with the language for the title. Um, I was, I was going to go again. That's about as nice as I could Bungie shit storm. Who boy shits the bed. Um, man, um, bungee semen stains. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shit stains. Shit stains. Shit, shit, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the other. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God damn. 
Seaman Staines, thanks for dropping by in the chat tonight, by the way. Um, <laughs> so this week has been not good um, when it comes to another week where a now and again, like I said, like it or not, facts are facts, folks. Bungie is owned by PlayStation. Okay. Facts are facts. You can't, you can't take the good and then ignore the bad. This is now under Sony. This is now their studio. Again, I understand the contract says they're all separate and they're all, it's all they paid $3.6 billion. They are a part of your team. Okay. Whether you like it or not, you have them making decisions on some of your first party absolute stellar teams like Naughty Dog, you have them making decisions, overseeing one of their projects and resulting in a cancellation. You don't get to shy away from this. This is a PlayStation problem. Is it under Bungie management's problem? Yes, by all the things that we are reading, this certainly definitely falls heavily on Bungie, Bungie management. But just like all of Microsoft and Xbox's acquisitions, when things are going awry and we talk about it, this is a PlayStation problem at the end of the day, period, point blank. Okay. And this is on the heels of a lot of negativity in PlayStation land over the past couple of weeks. A lot of things happening that we've already talked about and discussed. Jim Ryan retiring, Connie Booth getting fired, her most of her team leaving. Again, the layoffs. Mav went through the list of layoffs uh, earlier this week that have happened over the past couple of months, cancellation of projects. Bungie this week just totally said, oh, place is on fire. Let's just add gasoline to it this week, folks. Let's do it. Let's just pour. Why not? Why not? Right? I, I, what are we going to do? What's going to make it worse? Well, Bungie certainly did. Uh, in our DMs this week, I described what Bungie did is destroying whatever last shred of respectability they had in this industry. They've pretty much just destroyed that, especially the Bungie, the management team, right? I'm not talking about the devs who would have nothing to do with this. I'm not talking about the community management teams that were mostly affected this week. I'm not talking about any of those people. I'm not talking about the little people. Again, the little people get the worst of it when this stuff happens. Bungie management this week, and specifically uh, Mr. Parsons, Pete Parsons, um, really did a number this week. And uh, obviously, if you guys been kind of out of it this week and haven't heard what's gone down earlier this week, when was it, Mav? Was it Tuesday? It was Tuesday, wasn't it, when it all started? Or was it when? Uh, it was I Tuesday. think it was Wednesday? Tuesday. I Tuesday. Think, I'm pretty sure it was so. Tuesday. Maybe Monday. Uh, I, Monday I, or Tuesday, it started coming out. People started posting on X, formerly known as Twitter, that they, I think it was Tuesday morning. I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday morning. Chad, if you guys remember, if it was Tuesday, again, the, the days run together now at this point in my life. Um, people started posting on X that they had been laid off from Bungie. Nothing had been made public. Um, the Bungie had not made a statement. PlayStation had not made a statement. Nobody had made a statement, but uh, people started posting that they had been called in to an all hands on meeting and that a whole lot of people had gotten let go. And the post started, uh, Lena, uh, Leanna Ruppert, who was uh, one of the community managers over there. I'm sure you guys, she's very vocal on Twitter. This was like her dream job. She loves Destiny. She loves Bungie. 
Um, she's been a community manager for other teams before she got hired. Like, a, I think like a year and a half ago. Um, and, uh, she was like one of the first that I saw that posted that she had been laid off. Um, and that was one of the worst days of her life, of course. Um, and then more and more people started posting as well. So then we knew that was only a matter of time before word got around. Um, I think Paul Tassie, uh, put out a tweet talking about how the layoffs uh, potentially could have costed the way that they did it. Um, the health insurance would only cover maybe like a day. They weren't going to get so extra health coverage. Go the, ahead. the health coverage yeah. was, according to yes. Paul Tassie's tweet, the, yes. the health coverage was not part of that aspect. The health coverage continued for a few months. But it, it, his, thing, his initial tweet, though, was that there was. Right. And I, think, it, I don't know coverage. if he edited yeah. it or whatever. He, he, said, he probably did. He said, like, health benefits, though uh, though not health coverage, benefits would run yes. out. Uh, so, right. And I've seen him clarify that a couple times now. So that and then was the, something the, that we kind of, like... Yeah, it was clarified. Yeah. It was also clarified by Jason Schreier, too. Jason yeah. Schreier also followed up with an article. Of course, everybody's favorite Jason Schreier, but again, he does get the dirt. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, the people that uh, they gave them shares... When PlayStation bought them, they weren't vested. They had to be there for a certain period of time before those shares became vested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because they were fired. All those shares revert back to Bungie. Listen. A hundred people, man. That's a lot of shares. All right, let me let me before I get into it, let's 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 confirm what else has been confirmed. Um, Jason Schreier put out a tweet that said Bungie laid off eight percent of staff Monday or around a hundred people sources tell Bloomberg two weeks ago, staff were told they were projected to miss revenue targets by 45%. That's a four and a five that they were going to miss revenue targets. Employees were galvanized to get things on track because they had this all hands deck on all hands on deck meeting yeah, talking like about this rally stuff cry kind rally of, right? cry yeah. everybody was on board everybody was like okay we're going to get this done we're going to fix this stuff and then surprise two weeks call later, you in for another meeting yeah yep two weeks later call you in for another meeting sorry we your services are no longer needed here about 100 oh, people but but they kept ahead. the right people Right. That was uh, afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, uh, afterwards, mm-hmm. after the round of layoffs finally had ended. Bungie CEO Pete Parsons allegedly told the remaining employees that the company had kept, quote unquote, the right people to continue to work on Destiny 2. Yeah. Meanwhile, I realize that the people that are there are upset about all their friends and like people they've worked with, some of them for a very long time getting let go in the manner in which they did as well. So yeah, again, a lot, a lot of the community management team was hit, but then we started getting word that others veterans were hit right to Mav. So uh, Lorraine McLeese, you ask who, who Lorraine McLeese is. She goes back over two decades with Bungie. She was responsible for literally designing the Halo logo. (laughs) They let her go. 
They let go of also who else did they let go? They let go of composer Michael Salvatore, the composer. So they weren't just laying off newer community management types, those types of people. They were laying off well respected creative people, like big time creative uh, minds at the at the studio, like and. We didn't have any official responses, Mav, except for Pete Parsons deciding that after the layoffs had happened, that it was a great idea to go on his personal X account and make a post talking about what a sad day it was. They're so talented. I hope they can find work somewhere. Hey, all these people are so talented. Yo, yo, business is business. You guys know I will take both sides whenever it comes to this stuff, right? That business is business. But like I said, management makes mismanagement, poor decision-making at the top. You are going to miss 45% of your projected revenue. You, we come to find out your timelines for when this stuff was going to launch is a big part of this missed projected revenue. So you screwed up the timelines because you guys thought that the expansion was going to be out this year, but then you tested it and you got a so-so response. So you said, no, put it back in the oven. We're not launching this thing until potentially next summer. So your mistakes after you were paid $3.6 billion by Sony to join their team, $1.5 billion extra for employee retention, you decide once again, as always happens, the shit's going to roll down the hill. The people at the bottom, sorry, you're out. Again, I understand this happens across all industries. People like to act that this is a video game thing. I don't agree with that. This is all industries. We've all been there. We've all dealt with this. Most of us have. At some point, if you've been in the corporate world, you get how this works. But the fact that you screw up so poorly that you go from having a rah-rah meeting with your entire company to two weeks later, telling uh, over a hundred of them or right around a hundred of them goodbye, including some of your most talented veterans who have been there for decades. Bro, again, any respectability that you had in this industry, any type of goodwill that you had, which were already at a low, all-time low when it comes to the game itself because of the mistakes you've decided to make. You just burn that all up in one big bonfire. That's all you did, Pete. That's, it's all you did, man. Mass refunds going on now for the uh, final for shape. For the pre-orders. For pre-orders, Yep, the yeah. final shape, which is the final expansion to Destiny and 2 going pro- forward. Projections are probably going down even further right now, I would imagine. Um, it, yeah, it has to, Mav. They have to know what they are doing here because... Not only that, Mav, we also heard about Marathon because then some YouTubers started speaking out on what was going on. And uh, Astercross, which he is a big-time Destiny YouTuber, um, came out and talked about Marathon and said that the response, because they had brought in a bunch of Escape from Tarkov players because that's what the game is. Now, Again, we also found out now, again, we talked about this, and this is kind of a bigger topic too, 
how Sony and PlayStation are chasing the golden goose in yeah, a lot of ways of with their games of service. Yeah. Right. Instead of setting the trends or doing something Which different. Bungie had always been the company beforehand to right? be the trendsetter, right? Destiny was a new kind of game when it came out. Halo was a yeah. new kind of game it when built it came out. upon you know? things and changed how things were played. Yeah. But we found out that Marathon originally started as a battle royale. And then Bungie, during development, saw that battle royales were getting played out and that extraction shooters were all the rage. So they switched and moved it to an extraction shooter. So they looked at one of the most famous extraction shooters, Escape from Tarkov. They had a play test where they brought in a bunch of Escape from Tarkov players to test Marathon. And at the end of that test, according to Astrocross, they asked the group, would any of you play Marathon as it stands today? Not a single one supposedly raised their hand. Again, this is all, take a grain of salt, talk word of mouth. But that happened. We also got word, Mav, that their other game that we had heard about, Matter, was another new game they were working on has supposedly been canceled and was canceled way back in 2020. Bungie's got a problem, folks. Um, and again, this also relates to PlayStation. Uh, Jason Schreier, there was some people trying to say that uh, these layoffs from Bungie had nothing to do with PlayStation. Jason Schreier's reporting said that it was a part of the overall PlayStation restructuring going on. And slimming down of their teams and their budgets that this actually was a part of this so again who do you believe i mean i guess we'll find out down the road one way or the other but then Mav, they come out today and i think did i post that i think i'm pretty sure i posted that hold on for a second they came out today with an official statement i thought i had posted that in here did i not I'm pretty sure i did uh, yeah, I, I posted it in there earlier. Um, did you? Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, that's where I saw it. You had posted it. So Bungie.net. So they put out their official statement today uh, through their blog post. And it was uh, entitled Our Path Forward. And it reads like this. This has been one of the most difficult weeks, weeks in our studio's history. As we parted ways with people we respect and admire. We spent this week supporting one another including, I feel for the person who had to write this, by the way, <laughs> including those who are at the studio, as well as friends and colleagues who, who no longer are. We want to acknowledge the feedback and concerns you have about Lightfall and recent seasons, as well as your response to the reveal of the final shape. We know we have lost your trust. Where was this? I don't know, months ago? Last year? Where was this? Destiny needs to surprise and delight. We haven't done this enough, and that's going to change. Yeah. To us, the path forward is clear. We need to make the final shape an unforgettable Destiny experience. We want to build something that will be regarded alongside the best games we've ever made. A fitting culmination that honors the journey we've been on together for the past 10 years. Forsaken, the Witch, the witch Queen, and the ta Taken King. These are the standard bearers we aim to live up to. We are intensely focused on exceeding your expectations for the final shape. Destiny 2 has more than 650 dedicated teammates pouring all their energy and expertise into delivering this epic moment in subsequent episodes. 
In the weeks ahead, you'll be hearing more from us about what's next on the short-term horizon, beginning with our next season in late November. Afterwards, we'll begin to unpack our team's bigger, bolder, and brighter vision for the final shape, as well as the bridge we plan to build to take us all out of this darkness and into the light. See you, Star Aside, the Destiny 2 dev team. I again, I feel for whoever to write this. I, it feels like Pete Parsons standing over their shoulder. I hate these things. I think they're so fake. They're so contrived. I, 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 I like even reading the language they use, build us to take us all out of this darkness and into the light. <laughs> yeah, the right people, right? The right people that you chose to be going forward in the light. Um, Mab, I know you'd posted some other uh, Paul Tassie stuff too, as well in yeah. there um, about this as well. Um, let me bring that up here real quick. Um, I don't know how they say that 650 Bungie employees are working on this as Astrocross in his YouTube video pointed out that marathon is their baby going forward. They're obviously putting a lot in the marathon. They have now pushed that to 2025. They were expecting to launch that in 2024 as well, Matt. Yeah. Um, that has been pushed to 2025, but I don't yeah, think he's wrong. That was in the uh, PlayStation Showcase for 2024 Correct. on it. Correct. But I don't think he's wrong in staying in stating the fact that there's no way their full focus is on Destiny 2 anymore. Marathon is their new baby. Marathon is going to be the games as a service extraction shooter that they need to fund future projects. They need Marathon to knock it out of the park. Like that's their plan going forward. You can tell. So that can't be true that everybody is focused on the final shape. That's just no way they're putting Marathon off to the side. No way they're slimming down on that team. It's got to be all steam ahead because that is their future. Destiny 2 has been played out. Even if they take the final shape to the level of those other expansions that he that they talked about in that statement, they've already lost so much of the player. Well, I okay, I won't say that because millions still play it, but you guys know what I'm saying. Their even some of their hardcore Destiny 2 players have stepped aside from it, right? Have stepped away from it and are looking elsewhere right now. So that fact alone, yes, will some of them come back at the final shape is everything they promised to be? Of course they will come back. We've seen that time and time again. But the but they've lost so much goodwill on Destiny 2 that really got to believe this is their final expansion and that they're going to move on and that Marathon is their next up. And that, that's going to be the game that they have um, moving forward for their monetization. Destiny will still live on. They will still support it. But it's not going to be like it once was. But to you, Mav, all of this stuff, and if there's anything else that you want to add from the Paul Tassie stuff or anywhere else to the Bungie stuff, but all of this tells me that Bungie is a big problem for PlayStation. They were brought in, Mav, to be the word of God when it came to the games of the service side that PlayStation is trying to build. And now we come to find out. And it would not surprise me, folks, if they cooked those books for that deal. It would not surprise me in the least if they cooked the books. But now we come to find out that Bungie themselves seemingly are having massive problems with their own games as a service, with their own way forward to the point where they got to lay off 100 people. What are your thoughts on all this that happened this week? Here? Oh, man, uh, it's, this has been crazy. I got so much to say, Pong. Uh, real quick, oh. first, though. 
Uh, I got a couple things to get to. Uh, Bold Alpha Wolf Pack hit us with a very generous $20 super chat. Uh, thank you so much. Again, it's a 50-50. Bungie shouldn't have agreed to work with Sony if they didn't get their money up front. And Sony should have paid what Bungie needed to retain the staff when it came to this. It's just bad business all around. Um, I'll get into that in a second. Um, Alvin with the $2. Appreciate it, Alvin. Says Alvin! Two. Ooh. Hey, we're uh, we're cutting in and out. Uh, we back? Yeah, I see that. Yeah, we're frozen. I just refreshed. Ah, mm. uh, looks like we may be back. Yeah, yeah. Are we back? Yeah, I don't see us. We're not uh, on mine. At least we're no longer spinning. Okay. Oh, we got pixelated, but we're still going. So we're okay. Good. We're back. All right. Yeah, I don't know what happened, guys. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna reread that super the last super chat because I think it probably was buffering during that. I'm not sure how long it was cut out. Um, did was it frozen when I was talking about the tattoos? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so uh, it was buffering. So I'm just gonna reread all three of them just to make yep, sure because I don't want yep, them to ahead. be left out. Uh, Bold Alpha Wolfpack with a twenty said it's a fifty fifty bungee shouldn't have agreed. Uh, to work with Sony if they didn't get their money up front, and Sony should have paid what Bungie needed to retain the staff when it came to this. It's just bad business all around. Um, Alvin then hit us with a two, says, I have three tattoos of Lorraine's designs. Still upset. Uh, then Bold Alpha Wolfpack with a five said, a marathon probably was that bad. How can you do your best work when they don't know if you'll have a job tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, good Good call on that uh scott gamer dude welcome to the channel welcome to the membership welcome. appreciate you uh, speculators they said it's still buffering at refresh guys because like, yeah it i'm says, fine it says excellent connection now for me so i think you just need to refresh the uh, yeah page. i i refresh and i'm now fine on our I'm, yeah i've been watching it but i get any buffering and we haven't okay at all, so all right cool all right so Man, it's been a whirlwind, dude, because, I mean, this was something that started to, like, unravel day after day for, like, three days, right? And even today now, there's still more stuff. Like, that statement came out today that uh, you just read. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, it is The statement is what it is. I, I take anything that Bungie says right now is PR, right? Of course, of course. So, it's all spin. Yeah, it's, it's trying to save whatever kind of face you can to try and stop this monumental snowball from getting out of hand because it is just absolutely the rolling downhill right now. And it, it, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Um, you have a couple things here, right? One of the worst things is about the shares. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, okay. So, Put this in perspective. I guess Pete Parsons was asked about, did he take a pay cut? And he like refused to answer or whatever, right? Of course. Okay. Of course. Now, put this into perspective, okay? You don't personally take a, a pay cut or whatever or haven't acknowledged it. I'm guessing not. But then you continue to lay off around 100 people, right? In a yep. move which those shares go back to Bungie in which you're probably the biggest shareholder in the company, I would imagine so. Correct. So, potentially, you actually... No, maybe not now because of the snowball effect that's happened because of this. But he wasn't obviously thinking right about this move. But with that move in mind, 
potentially you actually potentially get richer by laying off the people instead of you taking a pay cut. Like that's a possibility. That's that's a possibility. Long term effects still is a possibility that the person whose decisions were behind a lot of these things, the person that should take the most responsibility doesn't take it upon themselves. Instead, put it on some of the staff, some of the most veteran creators also within the studio, some of the people that helped shape Bungie into what they are today, to even put them in the position to be able to make these kind of games. Laid off. Lose their shares that happened because of the whole Sony acquisition. And you stand to potentially benefit more long-term from that? What a asshole move. Then you have the gall to go out there and say, hey, I hope you find a job. You know, uh, you know, we're, we're, ha- we're sorry that, you know, this happened. And, oh, you know, there's some talented thoughts and people. Prayers. Thoughts and prayers. You know, hope you find <laughs> some work. The same day that you did that shit? Yeah, no. no. The same day? Then you have even more gall to go and tell the people that are left that are in shock about what happened and how it transpired that the right people are left. Your, your friend was a piece of shit. He's out. You're, you're a good one. You're staying. What? Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? No self-awareness. Come on, Pete. People thought three, four, three had mismanagement. This is on another fucking level compared to 343. This is insane. I, I, I don't understand what the hell's happening here. You're talking about just fucking plain greed from the head of the studio that is mm-hmm. potentially just derailing their plans. Now you put out a rally cry, and then two weeks later, hey... <laughs> I guess 10% of you and the, some of the people that were most important to probably accomplish our mission, we don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's on Pete. Yeah. But guess who's getting a free pass from a lot of people in this? PlayStation. Of course. Sony. Who put the pressure on to make them feel they had to do something in the first place? PlayStation. Who has been having layoff after layoff after layoff after layoff in the last month? Jim Ryan retires. Connie Booth fired. Her team potentially leaving behind her. Media Molecule layoffs. Naughty Dog layoffs. The economist that uh, Naughty Dog hired is gone because they have moved on from the plans for the Last of Us uh, factions. Bungie layoffs. Bungie's already in a lawsuit for layoffs. For mm-hmm. poor severance pay to former employees. Now they have mm-hmm. another round. And this one sounds even worse. Who's putting that pressure on? Obviously, it's PlayStation with all the other moves that they have in store. Remember just last week before this Bungie news came out? Oh, PlayStation moving on from games of service uh, plans. Now Bungie all of a sudden has layoffs and it's a surprise? How it was handled is the fucking surprise. They're just in the line. 
Insomniac also we found out had had uh, layoffs a few months ago. Not maybe not as big. I I don't know what exactly no, happened yeah. there, but like yeah, there's I stayed away from that one. Yeah, I, I get you, but there's there's a trend here, and with visual arts team as well. Yep. So, yep. It's like this is that. Well, no, is, there's they're slimming down now. There is yeah, no question. They're, trimming the they're cutting budgets. They're cutting budgets. Yes, and. Now you could say, "Oh, it's all—it's just the industry-wide thing." Yeah, there's a lot in the industry. Yeah, I, I agree. Is. I agree. There is, but yeah. it's not every publisher in the industry. And one thing that's different about PlayStation is they're a platform holder. Right. They're one of the top dogs in the industry. They're mm-hmm. supposed to know how things go. They're supposed to have the most sustainable model. They decide when things happen. They understand. Uh, how how these things work. They know what players want. They know how to manage these things. Remember, Game Pass isn't sustainable. Oh, you, they, we can't put our games in a subscription service. No way. You know, it's going to hurt our uh, bottom line. And, and all this other shit and all this other shit. And, and you're going out and having to cut and trim all the fat. And then guess, who's, guess who gets punished? It's the employees, right? And at yep. the end of the day, it's also the gamers because we're left like, well, what is there to play, right? You're already behind on scheduling your pipeline, and now there's even less people to make games? That's a great way to get things on track. What was Xbox doing when they were behind? They were started to acquire, build up these studios, right? We were, we were, it took a long time. It did. <laughs> you know, but like in 20. 20- just wait 16 or so i'll just wait longer <laughs> <laughs> yeah just wait just wait just wait another another year just another year yeah but that in that time when they started yes. the growth they've yes. been they've had it's some systems. layoffs like their layoffs mm-hmm. have been more to it within the studios about failure or in all these different kinds of things There's redundancy been some, and redundancy and stuff like that 343 was the one that hit the hardest yes. after halo infinite they wanted a big shakeup there as well, right? Yes. Um, but man, like this is this that was game a big that, one. That was one that we talked about too, man. We talked about the mismanagement. Yeah, but the game had already released. It. Correct. Yes, that is absolutely correct. They're canceling <laughs> games prior to them even dropping. The the right? game came out already. It like how long have we heard about the games that Phil canceled, Math? How long has the PlayStation side been talking about the games that Phil canceled back in the day. And here PlayStation is canceling multiple games before they even drop. Yeah. It's a sign. Now it's a sign. The other thing to this, I've, I've seen this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Huge. Like the destiny community is like down right now, right? They're down Mm -hmm. on the game. There's less people playing destiny this year than ever before. One reason, because guess what? There's a lot of other good games to play, right? Other reason, the last expansion pack that came out, they fucking hated it. And Steel will tell you they screwed up the multiplayer long ago. The PvP sucks, and they haven't put any effort into it. So all these things, you're losing player sentiment. That's what happened with Halo Infinite. Halo got them back. There's a huge resurgence right now. Destiny... They were they were riding pretty high for a while, you know. They're doing good. They had some ups and downs, but right now they've gone down further than they've ever been before. Right? the The thing that bothers me, Pong, is I've seen some from the industry be like, yeah. "I don't know how I feel about this from the player side 
because if we stop supporting Destiny, more people might lose their jobs. It is not on the players to support despite. It is not on the players to fund the studios and get shit in order. It is up to the ownership, which in this case is PlayStation, and the studios to get excitement and hype for the products to bring the player base back in which then they start making more money. Do you expect players to play something they fucking hate or they're just not happy with or they feel bad about or they're bored with or whatever just because they feel like they're getting somebody to retaining their position and job? That's not how this works. I don't watch shitty movies so that way they can make more of them. <laughs> like, how how does that work, right? Like, I don't understand that. Like, I don't go play, hey, you know what? I'm going to go play Gollum over and over and over again, right? Just because I really want that studio to not have to lay off people, right? I feel bad for the people that lose their jobs. I absolutely do because guess what? It's not their fault some of the decisions that have been made because we've heard in some of these other things that these people have that are getting laid off or have been bringing up the fixes that need to be made to the damn game in the first place that keep getting rejected, they're saying, hey, we see this. The player sentiment's down. We know what needs to be fixed. Can we do this? And they're like, no. Instead, we're going to charge for this other thing, and we're going to try and milk our player base more because they won't stop playing our game. Now what you see is the players actually stop playing, and oh, my God, oh, we have to let everybody go because uh, Sony realized that we're not their cash cow they thought we would be. So we're having to trim some fat. Other studios are having to trim some fat. And maybe actually at the end of the day, it's all of Bungie's fault for not making enough money for Sony to recoup the amount of money they spent on the acquisition that they're in this position in the first place. Now Bungie's having to lay off people. And the I've seen people out there saying, oh, but the players, I think maybe the players should keep playing the game because uh, more people might get laid off otherwise. It's not my not fucking players. job to support the no. developers. I'll buy a game when it's good. I'll play a game when it's good. If I feel like doing it, it's their job to entice me to do so. Correct. And if they don't entice me to do so, that's on them. And it sucks that it falls to the people that were innocent and not making that happen. It does. But I'm not going to go out of my way to play something that is shit just for the sake of saving PlayStation and saving Bungie some heartache. You didn't save all. You didn't hear that anybody saying that about Halo Infinite, did you? Man? <laughs> no one said you said we need a shakeup. <laughs> we want these fuckers out of there. We're like, like hit Bonnie Ross out. We were saying all these things, like, and guess what? They did it, and things have turned around. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> talk know? about that. that and it's big, like, man. I, I, I just don't understand that sentiment. I, I, like, I get it. Yeah, you, you don't want people to lose their jobs. Nobody does, but like, nobody, like, nobody. I'm not. It wasn't gonna, a celebration. I'm not going to go to the fucking shittiest restaurant in town that gets me sick every damn time just so that way the waiters can have a job. Like, like that's right. not, like, come on. Like, you, you have it's to. It's not your sure. responsibility. You've got to put out quality and entice people to come. And if you aren't, then you're not doing your job as a company and you have failed. You have failed the player base. You have failed your community. That's on you. 
it's PlayStation, uh, fucking Bungie, Turmoil right now, right? It is what it is. It is what it is. And we can't look at it and say anything else. I hope to God they turn it around. But it's not on the players to do so. They need to fix their shit. Feel that like pressure, feel that uh feel that creativeness that's like we gotta do something bold, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's how you're gonna get them back. Correct. But unfortunately they've also done a bad job PR wise, and so that's going to affect people coming back. Yeah. It's also going to affect Mav them their ability to hire people in positions that they need because now people are going to side eye Pete Parsons and that upper management team. Because if you don't think the people aren't leaving talking Marty O'Donnell, you remember Marty O'Donnell, everybody, he put out a tweet and had a post this week on X saying, remember when Mick Gordon told a story filled with receipts, guess who also has a ton of receipts. He went on to say freedom of speech is interesting in the U S I'm free to say that I believe our government is led by weak, corrupt people, but I'm not free to say that about certain companies. If you don't think the word is is not out on the street about Bungie, you got another thing coming. So they're going to have a hard time replacing talent when they need to replace talent. They're going to have people internally right now who certainly are at the meeting going, nodding their head. Meanwhile, they're updating their resumes and starting to look around. Just ask Blizzard how it went for them when they were on the downswing, when everything happened to the HR stuff and Activision and a Blizzard happened and all that stuff was going on. Plus, they were screwing up World of Warcraft because Bobby Kotick was ordering them just to put out expansion after expansion on World of Warcraft and it wasn't good and players are leaving. They, had, they lost a ton of talent. They have a problem bringing back talent. That's why so many people were excited about Xbox acquiring them internally because they knew it was going to be a breath of fresh air that people would start looking at Blizzard differently again and maybe come back or maybe be, give them a chance and, and join the team. Bungie's going to have a problem. PlayStation is going to have a problem now that they own Bungie. This is a part, we talked about this a, month, this was, a few weeks ago. This was a huge acquisition for them, man. This is a big... This is, this is part of Jim's legacy, Mav. We talked about Jim's legacy. Yeah. This is part of it. That PlayStation was counting on that money. And more so their word and yeah. directing them. And now that's all up in the air because, yeah, they, because they don't want to fuck what they're doing <laughs> they themselves. <laughs> right. We, we thought you were the chosen ones. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and actually what they did was come in and disrupt things. What they've come in now and done math is disrupt what PlayStation had going because they have now caused, according to many, many people, potentially a riff with Naughty Dog. They have caused that now by walking in and telling them that factions wasn't good enough. And that started a whole lot of dominoes because then we heard that canceled the fire sprite fire sprite had to lay off half their staff because PlayStation it's not officially confirmed yet, but you don't lay off half your staff. If you are making a huge games as a service game for PlayStation, you lay off half your staff when Bungie walked into that room and Jim said, these guys are my advisors. Show them your game. And Bungie went. And Jim said, yes, yeah, we're not going to be able to continue this project with you all. 
They have caused division within that whole setup that PlayStation had going. And now they themselves are failing to meet expectations. Bro, talk about bringing a curse into your ecosystem. That's what it feels like they've done with Bungie. Not going to lie. Yeah. Not going to lie. They're not who we thought they were. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. It's, I, I, I feel like, uh, there, like I said this a couple times now, this is the first time in a long time when I can see that PlayStation doesn't have a clear message and image of what they are as a company. What, what kind of games do they make? Right. They, I think they need to put out like a, hey, this is who we are. This is what we're gonna do. Like in kind of like what Phil Spencer did back in, uh, you know, when he took over. You know, Tim tried that. Yeah, but, but now Jim, it's all up Jim in the air. Said that to the players, but then he said something else yeah. in the interview. Well, he said something else in the interview, right? But behind the scenes, he was obviously now we know right. telling his teams the same damn thing yeah so like in the interviews he was telling people yes. hey we're going to be more multi-platform we're going to do live service games but to the players he was saying we know the kind of games that you want to play and that's what playstation's all about we're making single player story based action adventure games here the kind mm-hmm. of games that are the premium kind of game that uh you only can get on playstation that's what he was telling to the players meanwhile mm-hmm. behind the scenes Every single one of these franchises needs to become games as a service. We need multiplayer in every single one of these franchises and IPs. We have to completely do tw- 10 to 12 of them right now. Everything is now multiplayer games of service. And the, and the studio's like, we don't know how to do that, Jim. I don't care. We don't want to do we'll that, br- Jim. We'll bring, in, <laughs> we'll bring in Bungie. Well, hey, we got these guys. You know, they've got this Destiny game. They've been amazing for so long. They're going to come in, take a look at it, make sure you're on the right track. Okay, Jim, I guess that's fine. We'll start working on this. We'll turn factions into the smaller multiplayer mode and blow it out into this huge games and service game, and I'm sure Bungie will love it. Yeah. No, no, no. It didn't make it quite happen like that. Um, no. You know. No, it didn't. Uh, and it cost, didn't even it have cost, a chance to. Years. That's uh, the problem. Uh, it costs time. That's money and money. Money, money, big money. But the the time plays a huge factor into that because it does. It does. these studios could have been working on something else, right? Now I right. think they need some of that. Hundred percent. I feel like they need multiplayer experiences, and they need more games like that. However, you don't just go and do a whole fucking shift all at once. You just got to start building into that and growing and, and do different things. Like, and sometimes you got to start small and grow big. Like, it's just like, ah, oh, man, it's the perfect transition, Matt, because it's something we talked about, because the one thing that Microsoft and Xbox do have is that ability in the multiplayer games as a service space. They already had it prior to Activision Blizzard. Yeah, we now have even more examples of huge successes but i want to talk about two specifically here two kind of different scenarios now right let's talk about halo infinite first yeah you obviously the halo guy so i'm going to obviously give this to you because you know more than me you keep up on it more than me you guys have continued to play it 
jump back into it, jump out of it. You guys have been through the ringer with Halo Infinite. But Halo Infinite was an established franchise that they decided to take in a new direction and build a games as a service with it, right? Huge franchise. Again, what it, one of the pillars of video games. I Again, I've never taken that away. There's a Mount Rushmore. Master Chief is on it. Okay, period, point blank. I don't care who else you want to put up there. Master Chief has to be on it for what it meant to the video game industry and to Xbox. They take it a new direction. They say, okay, we're going to build out this platform, right? That we are going to make infinite. Like they said, Halo Infinite. 10-year plan, Mav. Remember, again, the, the famous last words of a lot of different games. 10-year plan for Halo Infinite. You've already got an established franchise. You already know what you're doing in this space. You've already had massive, some of the biggest success ever in as far as multiplayer goes. Take the franchise, come out with Halo Infinite. It drops. You don't have your roadmap. Supposedly, the turmoil that we've all heard that obviously was true because look what they did with 343 overall caused it to come out in a rough state. They didn't have a roadmap. Multiplayer was good. Didn't have the content, didn't have the maps, didn't, didn't have what people wanted out of it. Everything disappeared. People walked away from it, man, walked away from Halo. Even Halo fans such as yourself, huge Halo fans walked away from Halo and said, 343, fix this. We're not playing it. I'll dabble in it from time to time, but we're not playing it. And a lot of people said Halo was dead. Now, the one thing you will know, folks, if you've been listening to me and Mav or any of the Fun Speculation Network, any of our shows, when we were criticizing 343 and Halo, when we did that run and we said changes had to happen, obviously, the one thing that all of us to a T said, including myself as the casual Halo guy who doesn't have any connection to it at all, there's always a chance for Halo just because of Halo. Because of the name, because of what it means to gamers, there's always a chance. None of us ever said Halo was dead, ever. So this week we get word math. They have refocused. They have been focusing on the multiplayer side of things, obviously. That's their core team now. The single player team was disbanded, gone. The multiplayer was their everything. They have put all their focus into it under new leadership. And they have been slowly but surely. After Forge came out, which we all said could be a jump starter for them, and it certainly seems to be happening, but also their homegrown maps, their homegrown roadmap, they now have it fleshed out. They have now had multiple updates and multiple seasons where there has been nothing but positive feedback in this week map. We get word that they are now hitting huge numbers of players on a daily basis. I think it's averaging, what, 60,000 players per day? Yeah, something, something like, like that. It's like at this a, point, it's gone back to like the, 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 the launch, launch numbers. numbers. Yeah. The launch numbers. Again, why I bring this up and why it was a perfect transition, uh, tra- uh, transition, and I'll talk about another one right after this, another game too, that we got a uh, surprise update this week or a surprise news on. The fact that this is how you do it, math. Even if you try to go big and it fails, you got to have the cojones. You got to have the wherewithal to stick 
with it. And this is something that we've talked about that neither one of us think that PlayStation necessarily has. To get into this space, you have to be ready to take risks. You have to be ready when things don't work out and fail. You don't cancel projects. You especially don't cancel them before they launch, but you don't cancel them. You continue to have confidence and work on them, especially with one of your biggest franchises. Sony just threw that away with factions. They already had an established IP that they could have built off of. But instead, they chose to cancel it on the word of Bungie. But here we have Xbox, who has one of their biggest franchises in Halo, come out, doesn't hit properly. In fact, it seems like Xbox themselves have been pushing other games this whole entire time and just kind of said, yeah, Halo, you guys do your thing over there, 343. We're going to promote everything else we got going on. If you guys are ready to show something, show something. And that's how they've worked their way back to this point. Xbox could have easily said, start the whole thing over. People were put it on ice for, for a while. People were calling for it. And yes, did they make massive changes within 343? Absolutely. They made hard decisions. Phil walked in and got rid of one of his favorite people ever in Bonnie Ross. No matter what you think about her, Phil was loyal to her for as long as he could be. And again, I said that was one of his faults along along with being one of his actual really good aspects about him. Traits about him is his loyalty, but it cuts both ways. But they did massive changes, but yet they still said, go to work, fix this, make it right. It's Halo, make it right, 343. They restructured, refocused that team, and now here we are this week with massive amounts of success. To get it back to this point, to have Halo streamers, big time Halo streamers coming back to it, Mav, saying, oh my God, look at this. They've done it. This feels good. Everything that they seem to be adding, except for maybe some of the monetization, which you can talk about if you want to, Mav, everything else seems to be hitting. Forge mode is hitting exactly how we thought it could. Their own internal teams are creating great maps, creating great experiences for people yet again in the Halo universe that is beloved and it's working. Mav, what's going on with Halo Infinite here? Again, you've probably kept up more than I have. Obviously, that's a fact. You played it some. What do you think is happening here? Is this the redemption arc for Halo Infinite finally, at least on the multiplayer side, finally hitting? Is this it? Are we going to see a continued upward trend as long as they continue to pump out good content? Uh, I think so. I mean, like, this is what I've been saying for a long time is that, like, Halo can come back. It just takes them getting on track and exciting content. Like, the whole Halo is dead and stop working on it thing. That's what I don't want companies to do with these games. I don't want them to stop supporting them i want them to invest because at the end of the day like it's investing back into the players right and it's getting shit right now should they do better like at launch yeah absolutely you know what i mean especially with the live service type roadmap you know what i mean but that like it seems like no company can get that right these days like it's it's really insane like there's some companies that get passes on it because they're so small right that people are like oh yeah i'm forgiving of this and all that kind of stuff you know but like even the bigger companies, they like struggle with their roadmaps and stuff uh, with these live service games. And it seems like several of these always struggle at the gates, man. It's like there's a disappointment and stuff. But the problem is too many of them just quit and give up. Yep. Like you got if you got people at least playing it, you owe it to them to keep 
supporting it and try and grow that game. That those games are fundamentally based on content and growth. So if you just like abandon ship, of course it's dead. And guess what? You just lost a lot of money. You might as well like work on it and continue to improve it and hope you can salvage the situation. Now, if let's say like five years later, four years later, it's still a lost cause. And it's that, you know, it is what it is, right? But like in the meantime, you gotta try everything you can do um to to get these games working and and you gotta get them out first off like it's like so many companies have just kept experimenting doing all these different things and canceling things wasting time and money and all this stuff like just just fucking release one and put it out like an example when i always call it like when they anthem a game right anthem had so much fucking potential bro Think if they had stuck with it, Mav. I, what they it could be built out huge today. It, it could, could be, be gigantic they, today. They fucked that up so bad at EA, man, because they what they did. Oh, hey, yeah, we screwed this up. We don't have like a thing. Oh, we're going to stop supporting the game with regular content updates like we had planned, and in lieu of a 2.0 update. Yep. And so you just killed it. In the, in the meantime, with no content updates, and then you decide that you weren't happy with where the 2.0 was, so you, then you cancel that, and then you just kill you just they just killed it all together, right? Like that you can't do that kind of stuff, right? Like I feel like another example though where EA got it right at least worth sticking to their guns, and maybe mm-hmm. it's because this franchise means so much more to them is Correct. Battlefield 2042. Correct, because just like Halo Infinite. It is back on top, man. They, there's so many people playing. They've had such a resurgence. They're talking about doubling back down and supporting the game. I hate when EA does that because that scares the shit out of I me. Mean, that's the same thing that Ubisoft did with Division, right? God, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it, that. It's interesting, this whole path <laughs> of Halo Infinite yes. and Battlefield 2042, because it came out around the same yep. time, had similar struggles early on. Then they're both have restarting to resurge again around the same time. Um, and it's just it's just cool to see the companies actually stick to those games and, and see what doing that can do for them, right? So um, I think that Halo's in a really good place right now. And yes. I think it has an immensely bright future. And for everybody that was also shooting on the idea of this being a games of service free-to-play game, we said early on, the benefit of that model is for the potential for a game to have more legs. Correct. Right? Now, we're already in uh, year two. It's been two years since Halo Infinite came out now, right? Uh, we're coming up. It's around the anniversary or so right now of the two years, Mark. It's around that point. Um, who knows how long this game's going to go, right? Yeah. Uh, it could have, it could have, imagine, and we talked about this so long ago, like, with the with the idea of the model, like this game's going to keep adding content, keep adding value, keep adding things over time and time o- over time, and it's become a, right. it's going to become a monster and it's going to become something that has way more content than any Halo we've ever seen. Correct. And we're already on the cusp of getting some of that right now. And uh, there's even yeah. more excitement going to come when the uh, this month when the firefight uh, King of the Hill mode launches, and then mm-hmm. you're going to have season uh, six, and then you're going to have season. Seven. This is going to keep going, man. It's going to keep going, so it's going to be awesome. There's going to be ups and downs for sure, just like with any live service game, but uh, I think you're going to have a lot of growth 
there. Um, There's so much growth, Mav. They're even going back and rewriting the online code. Yeah. Which they didn't want to do to fix Jasper's desync yes, yeah. problem. They're actually going back and going to They're the metal changing with how this. it all works. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's how much success that Halo Infinite is now finding. It's unbelievable. Like I said, this is why I never, even as the casual Halo guy who's no connection to it, counted out Halo. Uh, why I said all along, yes, changes needed to be made. They really had to think about what they were going to be doing going down the road, but always maintained along with everybody else on this channel saying that it always has a chance. If they do it right, the fans will come back because that experience in Halo at its core still can't be found in too many places. It's still a unique experience. People still say it is the top, if not one of the top shooting feeling shooters out there. And that resonates. That still hits home for so many people and people are coming back. People are coming back. And this is why you stick to it. Now I want to go in this other direction too, Mav, because we talked about this with PlayStation two. But real quick, heels. though, I got yeah. Go ahead, you save go ahead. your thought because yeah. I got to get to yeah. some super chats real quick. Yeah, oh yeah, go go go. And, like, uh, go go. Oh god, bold, bold alpha wolf packs going crazy. Yeah, go. Um, so I'm trying to catch up where we left off. A uh, bold, yep, bold alpha wolf pack had said, um, oh yeah, no, sorry, Scott Gamer dude with a five dollar super chat earlier said, hello Pong and Mav, I won a bottle of single mott scotch. I call it Rangers and Five, San Francisco Giants Ooh. fan. And a Bochi fan, he won us three World Series. I appreciate it, Scott. I was there in Game 5 at the World Series in 2010 when the Giants beat the Rangers. And I had to see the Giants celebrate uh, the World Series win in the stands. And uh, so full circle, Bruce Bochi on the Rangers uh we we did it this year so thank you uh appreciate that man uh and uh good luck to your giants next year um alvin with the five dollars says imagine the shares lorraine and salvatore were in line for there <laughs> since myth and marathon respectively in the end they were just numbers on a sheet yep yep uh yep yep <laughs> <laughs> bold, bold alpha wolf pack with the ten dollars super chat says I think that Rift Pong talking about is real. Naughty Dog might have banded together and said, we aren't making shit until Bungie's out of here. I know they <laughs> didn't just take factions on the chin. It's a good point, yeah. yeah. Um, and it then Bal- Bold Alpha Wolf Pack with a crazy, uh, generous $50 super chat, bro. Thank you so much. Um, uh, way above and beyond with that. Uh, it says that, that PR angle is something different now. Can't cancel culture is potent. If people boycott Bungie now, on a serious note, they could go under. Are gamers really ready to see that, Pong Soul? No, because I think that they, they, for as many people that talk about it, if Bungie does put out a good expansion, enough will come back, right? I, again, I think that that's always going to be the thing with gamers. Will there ever be enough pressure on a game dev I've always said this. You'd never get enough gamers all to be on the same page. It would have to be dramatic. Even through Activision Blizzard's problems, there was never enough players to stop playing their games to cause a dent. And 
I just don't think it will happen. But do I think Bungie themselves could burn the burn everything around themselves? Yeah, they could. They could burn all the goodwill. They could put out Final Shape. It could not hit the way that they're claiming they're going to make it hit. And then Destiny yeah. legitimately could become a shadow of its former self. All, all will be forgiven with good games and good content, yes. man. Like yes. it, it's just what it is. You know, you you yeah. get you deliver the goods. They're on a high. You disappoint. They're on a low. Right, yep. and they're on a major low right now, especially with the PR that's coming out. But uh, you know, I feel like the PR is that they're receiving is just as well deserved. And yeah, uh, with people are going to react to it how they want. But I don't think people are not playing Destiny because of this. Yeah. I think they may be a little bit more down on the final shape because of this, right? Yeah. And they might Absolutely. be a little bit more weary. But the second people play the final shape and start saying how amazing it is, if it's amazing, those people that are not pre-ordering it right now will go around and probably get that game or get that right. expansion when it comes out. So they got to stick with it, man. It's like, that's what uh, supposedly a benefit of being acquired by a company like Sony should do. It should, it should help establish your security, right? That's one of the main benefits about being acquired by a larger company. That's one of the things we sing the praises for about all these things. <laughs> but like right now, you know, Bungie is maybe a little bit of the problem that's causing Sony to have to trim some of the fat at some of these other studios too. I'm just going to call it see. like it is. Uh, their biggest would, is Bungie probably one of their supposedly biggest ongoing like money makers that's internal first party. Or it should have been. It probably would have been planned, right? Because they're the only big games as a service company that they actually had right in there. And you're down on 45 percent of your projected revenue. That's also improper forecasting, and that's on them. You know what I mean? Like, like you just gotta. They got to realize and read the room a little bit. Like it's uh, maybe they maybe they had a little bit of that PlayStation ego too. You like they just felt unfallible. I want to see an invoice breakdown of where that one point five billion for retention went. I want to <laughs> see a breakdown. Pete Parsons took what five hundred million for his own retention. <laughs> Called it a day. Uh, I want to see where yeah. it all went. You're gonna uh, again, retain me. Yeah, you're going to retain me here. I'm worth $1.3 billion. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, I'll think no. about retaining some of the others. I can make these games by myself. <laughs> Shout out to the chat. You guys are having absolutely amazing conversations as Mav and I are talking here. Sappho, um, I see you talking about MTX a lot. No, you know me in, in microtransactions. You heard me talk about it. I don't care about my microtransactions. I will say $20, $25 for a skin is always egregious to me. I just won't buy it. You're absolutely correct. It's 100% an option for people. That's why I've never had a problem with games yeah. and service. I've never had a problem with any of this stuff. I will always have to make the decisions if it's worth it to me or not. And it's always got to be personal. And you're right. The whales, again, people, people were complaining to high heaven about Diablo's Diablo mortal and the, the, the microtransactions in that game. They didn't change a damn thing. That game is making money hand over fist. And nothing really changed over there. So, yeah, a lot of the microtransaction talk is always going to be a whole lot of hot air. At the end of the day, people have to control their own wallet and what they do with it is up to them. Um, like I said, $20, $25 for a skin. I'm like, really, guys? Really? No, thanks. But still a decision at the end of the day. Yeah, um, I mean, it's about the same, too, yeah. as like Call of Duty and also uh, Fortnite and some of the yep. big live service games that are out there. Yep. And it's kind of like, what has been accepted by the people that play a lot yep. of those games. And I think Fortnite has been the 
the trendsetter as far as the pricing for the skins model. Yeah. Right. Yes. So other companies are trying to be able to figure out that out. I think yeah. Halo had a snafu today where they came out and people realized that they had went up on their prices on their skins because they switched the uh, made the helmets work across the different armor cores. And so finally, which yeah. is something everybody asked for. Yeah. Right. So they were like, well, because they're usable on different armor cores now, yeah. you, you have to yeah. raise the price. Like what? Like why yeah. you have why? to like right. it's right. like because you can't sell us as many helmets like no just make cool yeah. shit and we'll buy it if it's a decent price but yeah. the, the 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 catch is and the key is here that people need to realize is like you speak up or you don't buy things yeah then guess what they usually try and change things to make it more enticing for you to buy and that could mean either better stuff or lower prices if we eat everything up without just like, oh my god, this is all amazing. I don't care what it is. Oh, yeah. Then the prices get higher. You know what I mean? Because there's this trying to take it. There's always going to be a group you know. of whales who do, right? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes that's enough for game. Again, I put how many hours in the Diablo now? I got to be approaching over 200. I got to be two, yeah. 250. I, I've loved some of their skins that they put out for yeah, certain I, classes. I haven't bought any. But I haven't bought it. I haven't bought one. I've looked at them been like $20. Yeah. But there's know. people that will, and those are people that they're Absolutely. selling them to. So yep. Yep. it is what it is. I. It is the, what the, it is. the good thing about those games, especially, especially the free ones. Yeah, so free-to-play is even different than the pay yeah, that Diablo like, is. But, like, it's optional, and it doesn't affect the game much. No, it you doesn't. I mean? as, like, long as, can, as long as it's not pay-to-win, I'm cool with it. And, there's, like, I don't and there's also, most of these games have plenty of free stuff you can unlock, too. Yep. Right? Sure. So Absolutely. Nope, agree with you wholeheartedly. Black Card A, I see you dropping in here. What's up, brother? Um, I saw Alvin put in here, and, and Alvin, there's a big pool of you in this um, kind of... Uh, in, in, in the... You guys are all... There's a, there's a lot of people in one pool like Alvin, where Alvin said, I've spent, I'm over 4,000 hours and 10 years in on Destiny, he's talking about. No way I'm missing out on how the set, saga ends in the final shape. I just can't yeah. get it. And there's going to be a large group of people that are in that yeah, same boat. Final people invested it. Piece, yes. Right. Yes. Like, yes. You guys have to see it. I've been playing a game through. for 10 years. I'm not going to see how it ends. You right. No I matter mean? what they've done, I'm going to see it through. I totally get it. And I don't blame you in the least. Absolutely. 1000%. So, um, so that's why again, people will come back to it if they do it well. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, the other thing, the other aspect I was going to bring up here, Mav, and you brought up a good one in, in battlefield 2042. Cause we did get that news this week as well. It's hitting record numbers. Again, EA did give up on it in some ways because they gave the franchise to Vince Zampella. Vince Zampella is supposedly rebooting the entire franchise. 2042 was originally going to be the platform and that they were going to move forward with on all the future battlefields. EA ditched that whole plan when it absolutely bombed out the gate, even though Mav and I still had a good time, still had a good time. Um, it bombed out the gate. They thought it was a dead game. They kept a small core team working on it, improving it, fixing it. You could say that they had pretty much given up on it. But again, that team kept building off of each little success that they had, each little bug that they fixed, each new map that hit the way that they thought it would or weapons that hit that they introduced in the game. They went also up and beyond a lot of companies and anybody who had bought the big uh, the uh, ultimate edition where you were supposed to get a free season. 
they said everybody who bought ultimate gets all the seasons free and they just kept working off of that yeah. model and kept doing it and we kept coming back to it mavin both you and i have said recently that we want to go back now for sure but we we kept we kept coming back to it and we kept saying how much better it got how much better it got and now this week like Mav said they doubled down on it even though vince zampel is rebooting the whole franchise they're doubling down on 2042 yeah. which i hope actually means something i hope it's not just speaking i hope they do continue to add to 2042 because it's in a great spot but the other game i want to bring up here this week mav another xbox game in the opposite direction of halo infinite and why i bring this up is because we were just talking about again playstation and their hopes and dreams of these games as a service but if you cancel before they even come out you never know what you might have had and if you start small and work your way up big things can happen and that game that I want to bring up this week, Mav, is Grounded. Yeah. Because Grounded has gone from a, what, 14-person team. Yeah. A passion project. One of those passion projects that people like to make fun of all the damn time in certain circles. Oh, here goes Xbox and their passion projects. Phil said from the beginning when he acquired teams, and he's continuously said this, whenever they acquire a team, they aren't there to dictate what they make. They are there to help them make whatever it is that they want to. They are there to remove as many barriers as possible so that the creatives can go do what they do best, which is create. So a little 14-person team out of Obsidian said, hey, Phil, we got this idea. We're going to make this little game called Grounded. It's a little passion project we've been thinking about for a long time. Honey, I shrunk the kids. You guys know. Everybody loves that movie. Kind of want to recreate that in the video game form. We're going to make this little survival game where you're shrunk down in the backyard. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a little thing we do. Phil said, go for it. Greenlit that sucker. Here we are. What, Mav? What's it been? Three years? Four years? Yeah, it, it was in preview. This is only this, the was, first year since yeah. it's been out. Yeah, it's, been, is, yeah, it's been officially yeah. out for a year. Right? Correct. It's been officially launched for a year. So Correct. before yes, that, yes, it yes. was in preview for like two, I think. Right. Over 2 million copies sold on PC, over 15 million players later, Mav, playing that have played the game at some point. And now Grounded just had this huge expansion that they dropped, what, five months ago, six months ago, something like that, beginning of the year, I think, when they dropped their last expansion, whatever it was. Yeah. And then today, or yet was this yesterday? Was this yesterday? It was, yeah, it was, it yesterday. was yesterday. Yeah, it was yeah. yesterday. Grounded Playgrounds is now announced. They are adding to Grounded their own Forge Mode map, map, so you can go in and create new levels. You can do all anything you create want. Your to. own games, craft your own. Yeah, create your own. Craft your own level. And this is from Clo Real. Shout out to Clo Real who summarized it. Uh, forge Mode for Grounded. Craft your own levels from the ground up. Create puzzles, mini games, battle arenas place AI and more no limit to the number of objects, hundreds of system changes and improvements also included with this. This is how you succeed in this space is every game going to be a sea of thieves. No. Is every game going to be a grounded? No. Is every game going to have a redemption arc like halo infinite? No, but you have to, to have the balls first to enter into this space highly competitive. You have to have the trust in your team, the confidence in your team that they are going to pull through 
and that they're going to make something out of this. Did Phil ever in his wildest dreams when he first heard about this game from Obsidian, when 14 devs said, hey, we're going to get together and make this little game called Grounded. Did he ever think to himself, yeah, we might have a nice big hit for Game Pass for the Xbox ecosystem, the PC side of things here? He probably would admit that he never thought it would get to this point. And yet here they are announcing this huge, huge update called Playgrounds for it this week. Again, 2 million plus sold on PC, 15 million overall players, huge boon for Game Pass. This is now a recognizable name when people do jump into the ecosystem. They may have friends. They may have friends, kids who have played Grounded before. And they look at that and they go, oh, there's Grounded. That's how you succeed here. And PlayStation should have been looking over and copying homework this entire time. They should have, at the end of the day, with a game like Factions, looked at Naughty Dog. When Naughty Dog first approached them and said, hey, we've got Factions ready to go. And everybody took a step back and said, nah, we can make this thing bigger. Sony should have put Factions out, even if they put it out into preview mode, like Grounded. It said, let's build off of this. This is what we're talking about right here. And Xbox has it figured out, Mav. They now have 13 1 billion plus franchises. And a lot of those franchises are now games as a service or were games as a service originally. They know what they're doing in this space that PlayStation is desperately doing, trying to enter. And yet PlayStation is canceling the games before they even come out. And something could have started like grounded. They will never know, Mav. They will never know because they don't have the confidence to jump into the deep end versus just dipping in their toe. What about grounded here, man? Getting its own forge mode. I saw Clobrio put out a crazy mode that he made in five minutes where he had yeah. like a hundred bugs all fighting each other in an arena, like an RTS mode. Like it was crazy. It just looked cool. What do you think about grounded and his success here, man? I look at other games that have done th similar things to this. They've grown up and established themselves first, right? Then yes. they add this like, other element of like big time uh, creativity al allowing that back to the community to create their own experiences uh guess what other games do have modes like this um fortnite and one of the most popular games in the world that that yep. doesn't get really talked about in the gaming community that much roblox no. yep roblox is like what this is like and fortnite Correct. took that from roblox another game that has similar stuff Minecraft, right? Mm -hmm. uh, these games have had each each of these games have had games made within them that have created genres because of the mini games that are made within these games. And yep. then you'll see like one come out, and then they go off, and another game copies it, another game copies it. Then you see an actual release, like for example, you see these like uh, this game like uh, Jusant just came out, right? Yes, I, I I've seen kids playing like Roblox doing this similar thing mm -hmm. uh, since my daughter was like six or something, five right. or whatever. She was playing on an iPad, you know what I mean? Uh, the there's similar things like uh, fashion show type game, you know what I mean? That is like I've seen that, and now I see all these like. Uh, there's like this game in the Xbox where it's like Bratz Fashion Show, right? And it's like, okay, that's like, that was the game from Roblox. You know what I mean? So there's all these different games that seem to spawn on it. Now you see other games kind of like allow this creative freedom, right? And I, I think back to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, guess what game kind of did this before anybody? It's Halo. 
Halo, when they allowed, when they had Forge mode first, right? Mm-hmm. All the crazy games that people made within Halo Forge mode, right? And it's kind of like something that's like, oh, this is like a big thing now. And you see it's still happening with Halo all the time. But taking that core essence of creative freedom to the community can do huge things for a game. I mean, they're taking Grounded, which has been like a one kind. It's been one kind of game, right? Mm -hmm. And now to their millions of players, it can be anything else as well. So this community is going to go buck wild. Some of the people are going to make crazy stuff in it, and there's going to be new things come out of it, um, and it's just going to take on a new life, and it helps it grow. Because guess what? There's more experiences for different people to play. And any one thing that somebody makes within it can become a new trend, right? Could be the most popular thing streaming on Twitch that week or whatever, you know what I mean? And that goes for any of these kind of games. Um, so it, it's pretty cool to see, man. I, um, props to Obsidian. Yeah. Um, huge. Like, it's just insane, but yeah, you're right about, about that. And it, it's a, this is a unique situation here because, you know, we've had, um, we've had people call on game pass and, and stuff saying it's going to stifle creative freedom and, and all these kind of things. Right. Which I've been the uh, argument. Yeah. Uh, I've been in the argument completely opposite. I've I've been thinking that Game Pass and these kind of things and uh, what Microsoft is trying to do is going to actually enable creative freedom because it takes pressure off of studios and they can be a little bit more bold and try and create more variety in their experiences to cast a wider net to catch more people um, and get more people to subscribe to the service. So when I was looking at what Grounded does, they've kind of done the same thing that a game like Minecraft did way back in the day or a game like Roblox did or, or other games that they were started by small teams and grew into something big. But the difference with Obsidian and Grounded is they did this under Microsoft's thumb. They were already, they were part of a huge, massive company. They, Obsidian had been acquired. Now, it, Microsoft could say, no, you, you got to do this or no, you got to do that. But instead, they actually enabled the same kind of level of creative freedom without the risk that comes into play from some of these small studios that have these passion projects that move on to become monsters. Microsoft and Xbox have allowed that creative freedom and the same kind of magic that takes place to create the huge franchises and brands. And they did it under their thumb with Obsidian. And it, mind you, they also allowed them to, okay, well, you can also do Pentiment, right? Like Pentiment's going to be a different kind of project. We're not expecting a huge return on that. But like going out there and allowing these creators to be creative, do what they do, have your ideas, you're going to catch lightning in a bottle sometimes. And that's what they've done with Grounded. And that is that's a crazy to see under a huge corporation like that that they're they have been able to capture the same kind of magic that sparks the biggest games that come out of nowhere. Because grounded is that kind of game. It's one of these small games that comes out of nowhere that nobody had any real huge faith in or anything like that, and now it's a yep. monster. 
do you think Mav Bungie or do you think Bungie would approve grounded? Fuck no. <laughs> exactly. What PlayStation? Exactly. No. No, they would go with the third party and try and make it exclusive, like a like a pay for like like bug snacks, right? Bug yeah. snacks. You know, like they'd be like, hey, let's 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 get this kind of experimental game over here and like we'll fund it a little whatever. Like my my point is you can bring in you can bring in expertise, man. You can bring in people who do understand specific things about creating a certain genre of game that maybe you aren't currently an expert at. We see this all the time. Again, Playground went out and brought in a bunch of devs who were experienced in RPGs. They brought back some of the Fable crew to to go after Fable, a game that they a style of game, a genre of game that they hadn't made. People go get that expertise. But to say to your creatives, this isn't good enough. Sure, there's sometimes that has to happen. But if you have faith, if you have a team in Naughty Dog who's done nothing but knock it out of the park for you time and time again, and they had something that was good in factions, good enough that there are people like Steel who remember factions, who loved factions. So they had already the basis that was good enough. But then you bring in another outside source. You acquire Bungie and you give them complete control to nix a game from Naughty Dog to the point where you had brought in the dude from Fortnite who created their whole battle pass system, who had created all the expertise in the monetization of Fortnite, walked away from the project because it looks like it's canceled or it's so on ice that there is no seeing it anytime soon. You give somebody like Bungie that much power over one of your best first-party studios, this is going to be the result. You've got to trust the people that you've hired. You've got to trust the people who have proven themselves time and time again. Obsidian is a proven studio. And Phil says, nah, go do what you go do. Go do this thing. Go do this thing. Josh Sawyer, go make Pentiment. We know it's not going to be a big seller. We know it's not going to be a driver of game pass. It's not going to be some huge draw for our ecosystem. But you know what, Josh, you've earned it. Go make your Pentiment. Make it the best damn game you possibly can. Guess what? Pentiment will never be something that a lot of gamers ever call out on their top list of all time, but it was up for Game of the Year awards. It got notoriety. It was up by the people that matter with the people are the in, in the industry recognized it because you want to know why? Josh Sawyer knows what he's doing. Josh Sawyer and the team that he put together to make Pentiment knew what they were doing and made a great game, whether it's for you or not for you, they still made a great game, a critically acclaimed game that is now in the ecosystem. That's what you do. That's Phil's vision, and that's why Mav and I, we've had criticisms from time to time when things, certain studios didn't seem to be doing certain things, whatever, but that's kind of the risk you take too. And you've got to have some of that happen. Not that you give them all and just say blank checks for everybody. Go make whatever. I don't even need to see it. Just put it on or just put it out there. Just put it on gate pass. It'll be good. Not like that, but you give them the freedom to start somewhere with the game and then see what you got from it. Right. That's what Xbox is doing right now. And they have multiple games like this. Again, you can go back to see his thieves that came out in horrible shape. And yet the team and Xbox both agreed that they wanted to continue to work on it. And now, what, 25, 30 million players later, one of the best for a lot of people, a huge game. One of the people put 
thousands of hours, a draw for other people to jump in. You go back to Fallout 76 for Bethesda. Pfft, trashed. People still blame Bethesda for putting out Fallout 76. Like they forget about all the other games they put out. They just go to Fallout 76. Yeah, Bethesda lost their magic. Guess what's still going to this day? Guess what's had a resurgence to the point where in Phil's emails from ABK deal, we got to see where Phil questioned whether or not they should keep going with Fallout 76 if it didn't hit certain um, numbers each month. Guess what? It's hitting those numbers and they're making money off of it. That's what you have to do. You can't dip your toes in and go, oh, no, it's too cold. I got to oh, We're out. We're out. I'm not even going to yeah. try. You got to jump in. How, how jump many in. games has Microsoft now like created into decent, good sized games of service games now? Like it's Sony mm-hmm. doesn't really have one good successful live uh, games of service game. I mean, you I guess you could say Grand M- MLB the show, but that comes out yeah. every year. You know what I mean? Right. It's a yearly release. But uh, besides that, uh, Gran Turismo is like somewhat. I don't know how successful it is as a game of service. But yeah, I I play it right. So like I right. don't know. Um, but besides that, like where where's all the others? But you can look at Microsoft now. You uh you got Minecraft, which they acquired, already had established player base, but they've grown it, right? Grown it. Yep. And they've yep. they've also allowed, uh, took a Mojang and uh, had them do other kinds of games like the Minecraft Legends, mm-hmm. the Minecraft Dungeons. Yep. Uh, they did uh the uh, story one, I forget what it was called. Um, yeah, my, Minecraft yeah. Dungeons had 25 million players. Yeah. Like, it's little Minecraft game spinoff, right? Uh, my, needless to say, they're also, Minecraft is still one of the most played games in the world. Um, Correct. But also, you have uh, State of Decay. Remember that little exclusive that originally came out back in the day and launched yep. in a horrible state, and then the same thing kind of happened with the second game? Yeah, they kept uh, uh, Undead Labs, kept working on it, kept working on it, and establishing this large player base. Um, State of Decay 3 is going to be a monster, right? Um, You have a Sea of Thieves launched with uh, the lack of content again, right? Turned into a a monster again now, Mm -hmm. another one. Now you have Grounded. Uh, Halo Infinite went to the free-to-play games as a service model, and that's where it's at. Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon 5 took it to another level. Another huge mm-hmm. successful games of service game that's played by millions and millions. It's surpassed over 30 million players. Um, yep. that now, motorsport now, too. Now you can be motorsport in that category. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, then you add the Bethesda games with the, some of their stuff they got going on. Fallout 76, another one that they turned around. You were talking about Bethesda yep. side. Uh, before they were acquired, uh, the, yep. Bethesda did that themselves. Props to Bethesda as well for not just giving up on it. They launched in a horrible state, but yes, like like Battlefield and like Halo Infinite and some of the other games, they turned that around. Um, and People love and follow it's 76. a success now. It is. Yeah. That's what they said it themselves. A, they find that as yep. a successful game. Um, Elder Scrolls Online is a huge successful games of service Correct. game. How they many of these so does many. Xbox oh, have, dude? Have so then you many. got Call of Duty, and you yeah. got Diablo Four, which is another one, and you got Overwatch. Overwatch. And then yeah. guess what? Another this mobile game launched today, a day early. Yeah. Uh, Warcraft Rumble, you and World it's the Warcraft number Rumble. one, <laughs> number one trending on Android and on Apple. Yeah. Warcraft Rumble, and people are eating it up. Jez just made a tweet saying, holy shit, it's addicting. 
Yeah. Uh, they, yeah they World of Warcraft say. itself, the classic. Yeah, it's been so, around for freaking 20 so years, bro. <laughs> and, but that's not, and the funny thing is, yes. like, that's not all they do. They still release no. a little experiences like Pentiment, or they'll do like yep, yep. Hellblade 2 is a single player only type experience, you know, and they're doing Correct. all these different things. Starfield's huge, massive, ambitious single player game. The thing is, you can do all these different things. Yep. The, the, the catch is, I think that like, Microsoft's got the pockets and they've got the balls to kind of step yep. out there and be bold with some of this stuff, right? Yep. PlayStation is like, got to be a little bit more safe, either that or they just don't have the balls to step outside the box. And I think you're starting they to see some of that, you know, go go on. They're right risk now. adverse because they can't. They feel they can't take the chances. Because again, to take chances, you are going to take some hits. You're going to have redfalls. You're going to have certain things that do happen. And they're not giving be, up on redfall either. No, they're not. They're no, no, they're not. They're going to double down on that. They're going to continue to work. But PlayStation, because they put themselves in this box, map, because they've sold the premium experience and they've sold this narrative that if it isn't high 80s or 90s, it's garbage and we don't want it on our platform from our first party because of all of that they don't have any risk taking in them Mav. they want for sure things and if it isn't internally thought of as a for sure thing they're going to cancel it and not put it out and that's exactly what's happening and in games as a service of all genres you can't do that this is way too competitive you can't wait for the perfect thing to come along and I think they're going to find out in a couple of their third party ones like Haven and stuff, whether or not that works when they when and that's first party, I should say, because they bought Haven. But you know what I'm saying? For these unknown teams that they might actually put out the games, they're going to find out real quick what it's like out here. But you got to be all in. You can't dip your toes yeah. here and you got to be willing to take chances. And Sony isn't willing to take chances. They're just not. And that's a problem. It's going to hold them back especially when you're trying to do something completely different than you've done. You're not going to make it very far by not taking chances. This is the way it is. Yep. Yep. Great conversation. Chat, amazing conversations in there. I've been reading your stuff. Really good. Really, really good stuff in there. Again, love to see it when we're hitting points. You guys are hitting points. It's it's really, really fun to see um, the conversation continue. Um, Because again, this is, this is, this is the, the industry as a whole, we're going to see massive changes going forward. Mav and I talked about this ton of times. This is going to be transformative as far as the industry goes. There's going to be a lot of failure coming up. There's going to be a lot of things that we never thought could fail or we thought would never go away that are potentially going to go away and change or evolve. We're going to see that. Again, that's just kind of the nature of the beast right now. Um, so it's going to be an interesting time to watch these companies try to figure their way there's one company who I know is almost completely insulated as we talked about, and that's Xbox right now with what yeah. they've built over there with the acquisitions they made now with ABK, they are almost 100% completely insulated. They will be able to adapt and change on a dime because they will have the talent and the number of teams needed to do so. If something happens in this industry and something doesn't work anymore, they will have the ability to change. Other companies aren't going to be in that position. They're not going to be able to do it that way. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yep. Uh, Bold Alpha Wolf Pack hit us with another Ooh, $10 super Alpha. chat, bro. You're just on top of it tonight. Yeah, and never expected, it. always appreciated. Man. 100%. Always. Uh, so the, All of you. Awesome show, gents. Y'all cooking tonight. Thanks, man. 
Thanks. Thank you we, so much. We trying, we trying to cook. We're just speaking from the heart, man. Yeah, we're just having we, our we conversations. Do. This is what we do. One thousand percent. Um. All right, Mav. Let's see. We've been going for nearly two and a half, no, well, three two, hours. No, three yeah, hours. two hours Jeez. and forty-eight minutes and forty seconds. Hey, yeah, we are rocking and rolling, man. Holy cow! We're knocking it out of the park. Well, we've got a lot of the big stuff out of the way, Mav. So we got some little stuff left over here uh, that we can get to. Um, unless there's something else you want to bring up, is there anything else you want to bring up? Man, I'm so my brain's so fried. I don't. Fried? I don't even yeah. know. Let me. Uh, let me. Let me think look of Texas back. Rangers. You just think of Texas I, Rangers. I am. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can tell. Um, we did have a couple of acquisitions this week, Matt. A couple of small acquisitions this week. Mm, uh, yes, interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, first, let's start here. Um, Devolver Digital again, another one of my favorite publishers out there for indie time. Again, they just don't miss. They acquired uh, Astroneer Dev System Era. If you haven't played Astroneer, cool little game. Uh, definitely highly recommend it. I played around with it. Cool, cool, cool little game. But uh, Devolver Digital did acquire them. Again, just solid. Uh, Devolver Digital is just so ridiculously good at what they do. Um, so that's cool. But then my old company, Mav, that I grew up with, company that will uh, forever be in my heart, that I was actually out of business at one point and was returned from the dead and is now making moves, surprising moves, Atari Mav of all places. Now they've made some moves over the past year, but they made another one that I was actually hoping that maybe within the next year, Xbox would have added to the list. Atari went out and entered into yeah. an agreement to acquire digital eclipse. Yeah, so Fucking random, bro. Bro, bro. <laughs> I totally want to expect because we don't, we've had this for anybody who doesn't still know, Digital Eclipse is now probably one of the top um remaster companies, right? They're they are remastering all the good stuff, right? Uh, they just came out with Wizardry, which I purchased on yeah. on uh on a PC here. Uh redid Wizardry, uh, but they're doing Dark Forces, Star Wars Dark Forces, right? They they have done so uh they did System Shock, right? Digital Eclipse is so good at what they do, and they are the ones who raised their hand when Phil was talking about Hexen and said, Hey, Phil, might know somebody who knows how to remaster some games for you. And that's why I was hoping that Xbox would jump in. And pick up digital clips because they got all this IP that yeah. they could just remaster. Digital clips was great, but Atari, again, they launched the 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 VCS, right? Is it called the VCS? Yeah, it's v, VCS, right? Atari yeah. VCS. Everybody laughed, said, "Oh, that's cute, Atari, right?" A uh, little Android based uh, console system. They've re released like Centipede. They've re released all these games. They've been producing, reproducing their game boxes. And their game cartridges and selling them as collector's items. Like, this is what Atari's been doing. Like, okay. And now they're going out and making purchases. They go out, they're, they're, they're buying yeah. up Digital Eclipse. Pretty cool. Yeah, Pretty cool, it's man. a crazy little interesting acquisition, <laughs> yeah. man. Um, uh, we'll see what comes of it. Like, I don't have necessarily the best of faith with Atari because of their past, right? Yeah. Like, they've yeah. been always like up and down trying to make a comeback and then they tank again, yeah. trying to make a comeback and they tank again. So we'll kind of see where they're at uh, going forward. I, I kind of want them to get back into, you know, making big games and stuff like that. So, you know, but this is the start to to grow into that again. L right? Listen, listen to these terms, man. See, this is what this is what this is. Again, Xbox has made a ton of acquisitions. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. OK, listen, listen. There's just little things like this. 
The purchase price of Digital Eclipse will consist of an initial consider because Atari can't pay upfront all the money, right? Yeah. This is how Atari has been working deals. Like some of their deals have included Atari shares, for God's sakes. Okay. <laughs> the purchase price of a Digital Eclipse will consist of an initial consideration of six point five million payable at the closing of acquisition, of which four million in cash, two point five million in newly issued Atari ordinary shares as well as a remaining earn out of up to 13.5 million payable in cash over the next 10 years based on future performance of digital eclipse. Bro, <laughs> this is like, this is like a, this is like a, a, a maximum payout of like $20 million. This is, it reminds me of like <laughs> the, uh, the rookie in the NFL that like holds out like, and he yes. gets like a performance based contract when everybody else got the guaranteed money. You know what I yes. mean? Or like a former star that's like, oh, I, I'm going to get the performance-based contract, you know, and then they go out and they get injured and they, like, lose all the money and they go, go broke. But, um, like, this is uh, this is an interesting contract, man. Uh, a little <laughs> interesting acquisition. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out for them. Um, uh, somebody already found those Apple, by the way. Somebody already, I don't know if you had ever watched the video. There's a whole production about it, but somebody did actually go out in the desert and did find all the ET cartridges that they buried out there. Yeah. It was legit. So yeah. Um yep. so I got a couple things to get to here, Paul. Yep. Um go. Psycho, our brother, the one brother and only Psychonauts yeah. gifted five fun speculation memberships. All right, I know what Psycho wants. Yes, let's go, everybody. <laughs> Boom. A five spot from the Psychonauts. That's right. The brother Psychonauts coming through, starting the sub train. That's right. The sub train is your ticket, folks. You know who loves running trains? Free PM and the PM. That's right. Psycho's running trains. Three bit likes to run trains. Everybody likes to run trains. So that's right. Get on the sub train phenomenon before we have to put ads on this channel that's right we don't want that none of us wants that i want you guys to hit your goal for my channel so make the sub train keep rolling uh, along let's go folks. for my channel <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll extend the show length to allow for more people to hit the goal. <laughs> oh i saw that one. Oh my god anyway wow uh, that's oh that's right man that's right oh my god all right um, uh, you guys anything are else? Yes, uh, yeah. there is more. I know uh, what Psycho so. wanted. I know what Psycho <laughs> Thanks, Psycho. Uh, and don't worry, folks. The coffee is coming through soon. That's right. The Fun Speculation Network going worldwide with beans. That's right. Not the beans that Jez eats, but no, the good beans called coffee beans that gives everybody the energy. We're going to have our own Fun Speculation Network coffee ready for you guys to brew. And you guys can cheer us. That's right. You can cheer us and our channel growing. That's right. That's what you guys can do for us. So hit that like button. Hit that subscriber button because it does help. And if you're lurking, still love you. But just tap that little button because it does help me. It's the least you guys can do for this channel. We do have coffee mugs. It's true. Coffee mugs. We do have coffee yeah. mugs. Uh, um, anyway, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And always, as always, uh, support's always appreciated. Never expected here regardless of never and if anybody's um, listening to this later and you guys don't understand it's all satire right that's all just satire i knew what psycho wanted because he started the sub train so just that's satire it's not what we do here we don't e-bag uh on the fun speculation network so that's our thing <sighs> um we got a uh, top notch it says oh thanks dude <laughs> <laughs> um we have a top notch with a two dollar super chat it says current gen only cod next year 
Ong. Explain, bro. Current gen only COD next year. Ooh, are they going to be ready to cut the cord finally? Um, oh, that was an original um, rumor yeah. from Schreier like two years, yeah. like a year and a half ago. A year so. and a half ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got to believe that they got to be ready to cut the cord at some point here and move forward. Um, I really yeah. do think so. Um, especially with their integration and, and what they're trying to do uh, with mobile and Warzone, which we talked about earlier. If they're trying to go that route, it's going to be a lot easier if you just cut the cord and get rid of last gen and not have to worry about it at all. Um, it would do wonders for the team not have to worry about to, you know, do dev work on the old consoles, obviously. Um, so yeah, I could see that definitely happen, especially now that Xbox owns them. It's going to be easier for them to make decisions like that when there's no shareholders sitting over their shoulders and a Bobby Kotick snake in the background ready to strike. I think that they will have an easier time. Sure. They still have to be profitable. Sure. They still have to do things, the business side. It's it, Xbox is a business, but I think that that, that definitely would be the plan going forward. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of just random questions that I picked out from the chat. Sure. Go, um, go, go, go. Let's go. Let's go. Earlier, way earlier, like hour and a half ago, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Silver Afro had asked Pong, should they bring back Duke Nukem? Who owns that IP anyway, and how long do you think until Hexen hits Game Pass? Duke Nukem is a franchise that time has passed by. Um, I like Duke Nukem. Don't get me wrong. I love the old comedy in Duke Nukem, obviously. Um, I don't uh, know who owns Ge it. Does Gear Gearbox owns it now. They had bought Gearbox it. Gearbox owns yeah, it. Yeah, they, that's right. That's right. Thank you, man. 3D that's Realms. Right. Yep, yep, um, yep. yep. You are correct. They finished the game, sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um, um, I I don't I don't unless you are going to reboot Duke Nukem, Nukem as something completely different. I don't see a way forward. I I think the competitive space is too much in that area. Um, I've said that I think it could do Hexen and bring he as as a follow up to Doom once they complete the Doom series that they work on Hexen, they could bring Hexen back as an alternative. I just don't think Duke Nukem's got it anymore. Again, the name's still there. Don't get me wrong. Nostalgia's still there. I just think it would take too much. And if Gearbox owns them, unless Xbox is going by Gearbox, I don't think Gearbox is going to get rid of it. They'll hold on to it. Yeah. And then he asked, That's how long till Hexen hits Game Pass? Oh, boy. Uh, will they make Hexen? I don't know. Yes. Yes. They will they remaster will. Hexen. They will remaster Hexen for sure. Even if they're not going to do a full reboot like I thought they might with id. I think they will remaster. We've seen it with Quake already. They will do Hexen. Yeah. They will go get Digital Eclipse or somebody to do Hexen. Uh, Phil wants it too badly. So I think he'll do a remaster um, and put on Game Pass. I would probably say two, two years. I'll say yeah. two years. Say uh, yeah. Phil just starts a brand new studio formed out of all the different yes. devs that yes. would want to work on a Hexen game. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Hexen? But uh, I think uh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I, I I agree about his love for it. Um, yes. I mean, he was 100%. wearing shirts of it all the time. Yeah. And, you know. Yes. Um, also, uh, Luis Jose had another. Um, he had a question. He says, any thoughts on Capcom's new Rex engine? Ah, yes. I talked about this last uh, weekend with Steel. I think we talked about this. The Rex engine. Yeah. Mav, go. You got any, you got any initial thoughts um, on I Rex? think the RE engine is one of the best engines out there. And if they're making this new version of it and they're potentially going to let other people work on it, uh, figure out a, 
a model for that. That means more potentially awesome games made out of the RE engine, which uh, I'm all for. There's more great engines out there than Unreal, right? And I think that Correct. Um, some of them aren't you know used across. I mean, most of them aren't used across different studios. It's like open source type engine or licensed type engine, right? Most of them are all internal engines, right? So uh, specific to publishers or whatever. Uh, so I think it's awesome for this technology that has been cemented as super amazing uh, now with the quality we keep seeing of all these Capcom games be able to be potentially used from other creators. Uh, how big will the learning curve be? How easy are the tools to use? All these kind of questions, I don't know, but they'll have to be answered um, eventually. But I think you could potentially see some teams that uh, maybe they used to work for Capcom or they used to be familiar with them or whatever, or they just really love the engine and really master it and create some amazing experiences out of that tech. So I'm super happy for it. Yeah, um, I believe, I, I think it's it's... I'm happy for Capcom, right? Where they're at, that they're actually exploring this. Now, if the rumors or the the speculation is true that they're setting up the Rex to actually be licensed out for other people to use, that's going to be huge. Obviously, cost is going to be a factor. The reason why Unreal and, and um, Unity are so popular with the indie scene and the up-and-coming devs is because they have such favorable licensing, right? We just saw this problem when the Unity ex-president what's his name tried to change everything and everybody blew up right it was crazy yeah. but the reason why those two engines are used is because it's very favorable licensing now if capcom can put in a type of model that allows indie devs or you know smaller dev teams to use it that's going to be massive and that like mav said I want to see it because I want more opportunity for people to create in, in different types of engines, not just UE5 and, you know, Unity. I want to see other engines come about and be used in that way. And I think Capcom's got a big chance here that if they are trying to now that they found the success, huge success, they brought them themselves back from the brink of being acquired by Xbox to now being a very powerful publisher and dev. That if they can do this and go the epic route and license out the Rex engine, absolutely, I'm all for it. And I think we could see some massive things out of it. Now, of course, I'm going to sit here. The Rex name, I want to speculate, is not by accident. Yeah. I want to think that their first game, first party-wise, out the gate with the new Rex engine, because we're getting Dragon's Dogma 2 be the most next requested year, game. Our fingers. Yes. I want to see Dino Crisis be remade, ground up in the Rex engine as their first game. Talk about free marketing. Talk about free advertising. Talk about, my God, what we could see from dinosaurs in this new engine. Absolutely 1,000%. But I'm happy for Capcom that they're going this route, that they're thinking ahead into the future. Even if they don't wind up licensing this out, even if that speculation winds up not be true, the fact that they are updating that engine, which again has had some of the best performing games this gen. Let's be real. A lot of engines have had a lot of problems. A lot of cutting engine, cutting edge engines have seen their fair share of problems on current gen hardware. Not RE. RE's been pretty flawless. Right. So the fact that they're moving forward and adding to it and making it really current next gen. Yeah. Good for Capcom. I'm happy. I'm excited. For sure, man. Um, yeah. Lost Planet, Trey Bone, if they ever again, I'd love to say Lost Planet. Right. I, I, I 
I want Power Stone to come back. Power Stone wouldn't be a showpiece for the Rex engine, but Power Stone's got to come back. Different but Lost Mega Planet Man also. But yeah, they they supposedly have internal talks about that right now how they're going to reboot Mega Man. But Lost Planet is up on Mia Mav's yeah. wish list for Capcom. Absolutely absolute thousand percent. A huge Lost Planet fan. Like that's, so that fun. game was like a little bit ahead of its time in some yes. ways, right? Yes. There's other games that kind of do some try and do some of the same things now. They could made a Lost Planet with today's tech and it did blew it out. Like it could be fucking amazing, dude. With the potential for the scale the the sense of scale was already amazing then for the time. But like what they could do now, like with those fights against the bosses and stuff and teaming teaming up and like yes. dude could be so special. Um we got another uh five dollar super chat from uh, Matt McDonald Media. Appreciate Shout out to you, Matt McDonald. Appreciate it. It says, fun question. What three Xbox studios do you guys think the world will look back on what they made Ooh. in five to ten years and say, mm. wow, this studio made a big impact? Who projecting which three studios, I guess, five to ten years from now, people will look back on and say, wow, they made a huge impact. Like That's predicting the ba- basically the three Best studios for the next five to ten years, I would say, or, or those most impactful, most impactful studios, right? Mm. Good question. Mm. It's not what you, have you done for me; it's what you are going to do for me in the next five to ten yeah. years. Yeah, I'm going to say. Well, it depends on how he's saying big impact. Uh, Matt McDonald, if you're still in the chat, are you talking about biggest impact on Xbox or the industry? Let me ask you that question. Um, answer that question for me. Xbox or the industry as a whole? Because I'll, it changes. I'll say. I'll I'll say focus it on on Xbox. Xbox. Xbox is easier because the industry is a lot more projection because you're talking about thinking yeah. about what what somebody might do. Ooh, cutting uh, edge Matt, to push Matt the industry says whole forward. industry. Right. Whole industry. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Um, Matt has spoken. It's his question. It's the whole industry. Like, oh boy. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb with my first one here, Matt. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb, but I'm going to go in exile. Ooh, I love this question. Yeah. I love this question too. Yeah, I'm going to go in exile. In exile. Okay. In exile is going to be a team that everybody looks at back at. That was a dismissed kind of throw in acquisition that a lot of people didn't know who they were uh, because not a lot of people played the tactical strategy games like wasteland, but in exile is going to take such a big leap forward. And I think clockwork revolution is going to be trying something new in a space that a lot of people have been in and have played around with, but the whole time travel aspect and how it affects the world, I think is going to be brought to a new level within exile and the consequences that are, that are impacted by your decisions in the game are also going to be on another level. So I think that in exiles creativity alone, and then what they decide to do with wasteland next after this and going forward, I think that they could have a huge impact. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say in exile as my first one. You got one in mind, Matt. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb too. And this is okay. maybe going to shock some people here. Okay. Um, it, it's just a hard question to answer to because they have so many freaking studios. Like, I mean, like the easy answers would be like Blizzard. 
right? Because they're the biggest studio they have, right? Like they make all, right. all these different games, right. and they're really like nine studios in one that make all these different projects, right? Um, so I I'm gonna go out on a crazy limb, dude, because we're talking five to ten years from now. So I'm taking the yep. ten. I'm yep. taking the ten for what it is. The ten. Okay. okay? Yep. Yep. Three four three. Yo. Okay. Boom. Oh, I just shocked the world. Here we go. You okay. did. You just yeah. shocked the world. Because you think they're gonna reinvent. What do you what do you think they're gonna do? I, I think they're gonna take what they've started with this trend okay. with, with Halo Infinite. Yep. This growth yep. Yep. that they're cemented here. Mm-hmm. And they're going to keep this momentum and it's going to keep growing and growing yep. and growing. Season after season, year after year after huh? year, and they're going to invent other Halo experiences. They're going to have other Halo things. And I think what Halo kind of had shrunken down to at a point where we were like, okay, it's kind of been a shell of itself. They need to tackle this. I think Halo is already started. We're on the cusp of it right now. We're yep. starting to see it, right? We're starting to see okay. this excitement come back. We're starting to see this trend. And I think okay. this is the 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 little spark of okay. of something that is going to grow over the next ten years into something to where Halo is one of the most popular games in the world again. Well, all right, brother. All right. Hey, I see it. I mean, I again, I've never given up on the potential of Halo to always be come back. So I, I look, yeah. I look at what they did yeah. with Master Chief Collection. Yep. And realize the model for Halo Infinite allows mm. for more potential in different ways. Yep. Plus also the fact that there are other Halo things in the works. Yep. Right? Uh, the Battle Royale, there's all these other things. Or I mean, I, I think the potential is way bigger than people realize for the future of Halo. Fair enough. All right. I like it, man. I the outside the box. I love it. I, I think it's a great pick. It, it's my, it's, it's also pick. a wishful thinking pick. I'll say that. Well, sure. Of course, you've got some hope and dreams in there. Of right. course you do. Of course. Of course. But the, the potential is there. It's not It's not so far-fetched that I go, oh, yeah, no. That's I mean, never Halo is, no, is a brand Halo's that Halo. is important. Ne- you yep. know, so like I, I have faith in it. I'm going to take um, my next one is going to be a lot more obvious than my first one. Um, and it's a classic, and of course, you guys all know, but <clears throat> Bethesda, yeah, I think Bethesda before Todd leaves, right? I think Bethesda with either the Elder Scrolls, the next Elder Scrolls, right, or with Fallout, will push the mechanics in Western RPGs further and further forward. I think that they are going to be, I think, Todd and his talks his latest interviews especially with lex friedman where he indicated that he wants to make the ai be be even more alive in his games than they are now i think he's going to be the first to jump on the ai train when they start integrating um potentially some cloud development as well to run some of the mechanics behind the scenes so that the stuff so that they don't have to push the creation engine so far that they leave other things out. I think that Bethesda and Todd Howard and the A-Team specifically five to 10 years from now between Elder Scrolls or Fallout. And I think 
we potentially could get both released in that time frame will push the Western RPG even further forward uh, in terms of scope, in terms of complexity. So I'm going to go with Bethesda on this one. Yeah, that's a, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's an obvious type pick too. You know, it's like, it, yeah, there's so much talent. Like, right. and Starfield right. is going to keep becoming monster and then throw Elder Scrolls Six in the mix there and you talk about the other stuff they have going on. It's like, yeah, it's a good pick. I It's like, in a way, I'm trying to like, Focus on the core Xbox Game Studios before Zenimax Bethesda and um and ABK, and I don't know why. It's just like in yep. my mind, I keep thinking when the names keep popping up, I keep thinking about some of the original acquisitions and some of these other teams that is like. Uh, so I, I'm still going to focus on on that yep. side, um, and I keep going back and forth, but I'm going to. Hold on, real quick. Hold that thought, Matt. I'm going to okay. read off Matt McDonald since he brought up this question, right? Okay. Uh, graciously with a super chat. I'm also going to read off his personal picks are Playground Games, Ninja Theory, and Coalition. Uh, I think they're going to release bangers that are forced to be a reckon with, especially with Microsoft backing. Yeah. Good picks. I will say, I will say two of them for sure were in my head. I, so I was yep. bouncing around back yep. between yeah. two of those <laughs> yep. myself. Yep. Um, yep. And I'll just tell you the ones I was back and mm-hmm. forth on was Playground and the Coalition. Okay. I actually had Ninja Theory and Coalition. Okay. I think so. Fable is going to be, like, insane. Yes. And, um, and Playground ultimately could wind up being best studio overall for Xbox. Yeah. They have the potential. I I have to see Fable. I have to play Fable. I ha- if they make Fable... And it's to the quality of Forza Horizon. And they show me that they can go from car PG to Western RPG and make that transition and bring Fable back after all this time. Then Playground will be absolutely in the top three Xbox Mm -hmm. studios for me. And they have the potential to actually wind up being number one overall if they continue that upward trend. That's how good that studio is. And I believe in them for sure. Right on. Um. One, I, I have a surprising one for my third one, but maybe my not so much for my second. My second pick is going yep. to be Obsidian. Good pick. You know where I'm at with Obsidian, too. Yep. Uh, Obsidian, with their, I, I go back to what they said in the interview before, where they wanted to release a game like every year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And we've seen Pentimet, we've seen Grounded, we we know Avowed is slated for next year potentially or whatever, and then and then going on from there. If they continue that over the next five to ten years, the amount of content and quality games that they would have released in that span would be absolutely insane. So, for the pure aspect of quantity meets quality, yes. Obsidian, I don't think can be touched. Okay. I like it. You know how I feel about Obsidian. I said when with Microsoft's and Xbox's backing, they they are going to be no longer the little, yeah. you know, cute brother next to Bethesda. Yeah, but they Bethesda have that talent. Give Josh Sawyer his 150 million for pillars. <laughs> exactly. Please. <laughs> Please do that. So, for my final one, I am going to go with one of my initial thoughts, which is Ninja Theory. Um, when we talk about industry defining or industry changing in five to 10 years, I think between Hellblade two, 
and then Project Mara. I think Project Mara is going to be the one. Now they are pushing the boundaries, and they they are definitely raising the bar when it comes to Hellblade Two, both graphically and audio side of things. But I think that studio has a desire to change the industry. I think that studio has a desire to make a game that that as much as it can, right, will blur the lines between reality and gaming. And I think that's where Project Mara is their starting point for that from the stuff that we saw early on, right, Mav, where they were going for hyper realism, right, in the in the quality of graphics. And I think five to 10 years from now, the technology shift in that time period is going to allow them to fully realize that true vision that they have for gaming going forward. And I think at some point, if it's not Project Mara, their next game will push it to another level that we didn't think was going to be possible. And I think that that's because Ninja Theory does have that passion to go into that space and make a difference. So I think Ninja Theory, my initial thought, um, I'm going to go with that for my final one. Yeah. Good. Good. Like it. Like it a lot. I agree. You could pick, I could pick like 20 different studios and make a case. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. And Jasper, um, Jasper brings up a good point too. He's like, you all are missing the point. Uh, the mobile push Xbox is going to try to do. If we thought, if I was thinking in that direction, yes, it would take me in different ways. Right. If I was thinking, sure, Xbox could make a completely huge mark in the mobile sector. Right, Mav? They did today. With how many studios? Right. right. <laughs> they did today. Right. Work right. Rumble. So they just say Blizzard. Right. But, but that's what I'm saying. But we'll think about where mobile will be in right. five to 10 years, right? And what yeah. Xbox has now positioned themselves with all these studios, what they could do in the mobile space. Yeah, there could be something they could redefine and a mobile I, game. I feel like that mobile is genre. like so unpredictable too, yeah. though, that it's like hard to realize which, because I think there's going to be so many mobile things that come out, honestly. And like, I think it's more of like a mass, like, different kind of thing as opposed to like one studio you know what i mean like um so it's hard to focus on that a lot but so like if i look handy crush like, two could change the entire globe <laughs> Tasty. king could reach three billion players first it's possible yeah <laughs> it could i mean it's got the grandmas and grandpas out there playing it you know um, my third studio, I'm going to go for an underdog. I, I don't know. My heart's in the underdogs today. Like I went with yeah, three for yeah, three of I my know. first one. It's because your Rangers won. I think that's it, man. Part of it's too. Like if 10 years from now, we go back and look at this, we can say, Oh my God, Holy shit. That was a crazy prediction. And it turned out to be true. But like, if I get yep. it wrong, like nobody's going to care. So, right. um, all right, so Undead Labs. Oof, wow. They got big ideas. So starting there, they've got big ideas. Let me make my case. Yep. They had smaller nope. budgets before, right? Correct. They weren't owned by Xbox before, mm -hmm. right? They were funded on these games, but like smaller, you know? They're Xbox first party now. They've been growing. We know yep. the aspirations they originally had for for State of Decay to be the preeminent uh, 
per, predominant, whatever. Uh, z- preeminent. Zom- is it preeminent? preeminent? I was right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Preeminent yes. zombie game that exists out there that's the go-to zombie big thing, right? So I take their original aspirations of what they had in mind. Knowing that they're getting assistance from some of these other top tier devs as well, and like with technology and all this kind of stuff, and looking at what they could possibly do with the full backing and weight of Microsoft behind them to create another live service monster. Now, we've already seen what they've done with State of Decay 1 and 2 when they mm-hmm. were just like the small, discombobulated mm-hmm. team kind of that just kind of like mm-hmm. kept improving, improving over time. Yep. Let's say State of Decay 3 comes out in like 2025, right? Uh, you'd say it's 10 years from now. So you look at like uh, 2033. That's eight years after the next State of Decay comes out, potentially. Okay? Look at what that game could potentially become in that amount of time with the, with the backing and support they have to create this potential, uh, basically a, a zombie MMO experience could be played by they could grow their 10 million player base of or player count sure. of people that have played sure. state of decay to 50 100 million players who the fuck knows it could cross sure. over into the mobile territory as well who knows yep. man i say i'll i'll, I'll yeah. throw a little underdog undead labs let's go okay. okay i like it i'm gonna throw in one more and hey everybody breaking news by the way breaking news in the chat Shout out to 3-Bit. If Fable comes out with egregious microtransactions, blame him. He just said it in the chat. He's going to put $100 microtransactions in Fable. Mm. So blame blame 3-Bit if it comes out with egregious stuff. It'll be Fable Ultimate Team. (laughs) Please, God, no. Uh, Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) I'm going to throw one in here, and this is going to be controversial. There's going to be people who disagree or agree Probably more disagrees, but that's just the nature of the beast. But I'm going to throw one in here that's not first party. But when we look back at five to ten years, they will we be could first say had it, it, well, they could be, they could be. But I'm yeah. going to say had a could be one of those absolutely pinnacle moments when we look back. Okay, five to ten years. It's something that started a big change in the industry. And that's going to be Kojima's game. Mm, that cloud game. And cloud yeah. development. Cloud development and cloud games in general. I think that Xbox and Microsoft have potentially the biggest game changer on their hands. If Kojima does something, even if it's wacky Kojima, even if it isn't the most popular game in the world, if he comes out and proves that cloud development and cloud gaming can make an impact that will push that whole narrative forward in a way that nobody else could have outside of Kojima, right? That will absolutely 100% be proof in Microsoft's investment into the cloud into what they're trying to do with the azure servers kojima could wind up having the biggest impact in five to ten years i'm just saying yeah fair point um i i like that 
No, we have no idea the Hood Canuck. We have no idea what Kojima's game is, but we do know it's cloud-based. We do know it's a dream that he's had to make this game, that he was working on it with Google at one time. Microsoft went out and grabbed, I forget her name now because we haven't talked about her because she's one of those people that lives in the shadows that you never knew about, but Google had hired her specifically to work with Kojima on his cloud game. They hired her once Google got out. They hired her away. And then that's when Kojima agreed to do the deal with Xbox. This is a big thing for Microsoft and Xbox and for the future down the road. It yeah. is. Oh, shit. I know right. that was a boring pick. No, I it's, it's Kojima. It's, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. It'll be weird as shit, but it'll be, yeah, it'll be impactful. Um, uh, we do have another question, but this kind of goes into the last little thing I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, that's another question that came from Luis Jose. All right. He says, also, quick thoughts on Andrew Wilson's CNBC interview. Oh, yes. Yeah, we're going to bring this up. Yeah. So Andrew Wilson had uh, an interview with CNBC, I guess is who it was. And uh, basically, he's saying that he's like fully on board with the ABK acquisition. He thinks it's good for the industry, um, that a big company like Microsoft is going to continue to invest into gaming for years to come and grow the business, um, try to take yeah. uh, the gamer base from, I guess he said there's around 700 million players now to a billion or whatever over the next several years or something like that. So. The, the exact quote, Mav, was, quote, I think Microsoft, and this is way of uh, Steven Totillo, shout out to Axios, um, I think Microsoft Activision is a great thing. It means one of the world's largest companies is going to continue to invest in our industry to help us grow the industry over time, end quote. Yeah. Another, and, and people rightfully pointed out that EA... He's thinking, yeah, sure, I'd love somebody like Microsoft to come along and offer us and our shareholders that kind of price, that kind of premium price to buy us out, right? There is a part of that. It's business at the end of the day. But this is another head of a company, one of the world's largest publishers in EA at this time, coming out and once again stating something that we've all, for the most part, on Fun Speculations Network across the shows have agreed that acquisitions are not the doom of the industry, that they are an opportunity depending on the perspective that you take. And I will say it again. I'll say it until everybody knows it. You can look at anything and find the dystopian future in it. You can look at anything and find the utopian future in it. Falls somewhere in reality, in real life, it falls somewhere in the middle. But this is another big shot saying the stuff that we've been saying that this is an opportunity, that this acquisition does not mean the end of the world, does not mean the gaming industry is going to crumble. The gaming industry is too dynamic right now. It is still growing. It is still expanding. It is still finding itself. Let's, let's be real. Gaming still on its way in a lot of ways to maturity. We have just gotten over the hump in the past maybe decade, maybe 10 years of people not always stereotyping us when we say we play games where you can bring it up in an adult conversation and find more than one person in your group willing to go. I play games too. We have just gotten over that stereotype. 
the average gamer is now in their 30s, right? That's the average age of gamer. We've got two, three generations growing up right now that are playing games differently, but are playing games more frequently than we ever did back in the day because they have access to them all the time on their phones, on their tablets, wherever they are. This industry is nowhere near the finish line. And it's not going to be for a long time. Now, obviously, there could be terrible decisions made industry-wide that cause it to crash, right? There could be something that happens outside of the industry's control, like we almost saw with the pandemic. Now, the pandemic wound up growing the industry, but let's say something else massive happens and all of a sudden nobody gives a shit about gaming anymore because we're just all trying to survive. That could certainly happen. But this acquisition of ABK isn't the dystopian oh yeah. doom and gloom kind of deal that a lot of people try to portray it as sorry man i didn't mean to jump in there no that that's what i wanted yeah. you know like yeah. i think yeah, okay. it's uh yeah amazing it's nowhere near the dystopian future <laughs> i know when i talk i always <laughs> I, I love how you yeah, say yeah, i love how you yeah. say that phrase it's absolutely awesome um but uh yeah i i agree with him it's charles selnick said the same thing and like like i feel like um other Doug bowser said the same yeah thing. um jack trenton said the jack, same thing several and they <laughs> yes several big execs uh completely are, are thinking this is good for the industry and i'm on board with it too like we're getting everything that we predicted a few years ago with like the variety and investment and um a little bit of like pressure off of the development teams and studios to be able to allow their creative freedom to flourish like this is what I we wanted. We also they don't have to necessarily rush games out as much anymore. Like uh, it, we're gonna see. Hopefully, yeah. this continue to grow, and um, there's gonna be so many monsters released uh, under the Xbox umbrella, dude. Like ABK, like just BlizzCon's tomorrow. We're gonna see some of them talked about and announced, and even like this new mobile game. We keep bringing it up because it's like blowing up out of nowhere. You know, it's like. Um, all these different things have a huge impact and into the ecosystem and, um, they're all going to fund each other, you know? Yeah. Like the game pass model is going to fund it, fund it. And like, uh, it's, it's crazy to see. And and again, Mav, it's, it's when we talk about this stuff, some people always get the impression that we are on the utopian side of things, that there's all just rainbows and unicorns and sunshine all the time that we're, you know, speculation town just reigns supreme and that we, yeah. we never see anything. Honestly, for myself, there are going to be more layoffs. There are going to, yeah, there, there is going to be more contraction. Unfortunately, again, as horrible as it is, this, this industry saw an explosion during the pandemic that is now coming back to reality. There's also a case to be made, Mav, that these budgets for these AAA games are going to be cut that there is going to come a time and point that Sony has talked about where they are unsustainable. But so, and some of these games game. have gotten so yes. ridiculous in scope and size, They're, too. It's like... that, Right, we just saw it in Starfield, right, Matt? We saw a ridiculous scope and size in Starfield, but the studios have staffed up to make those yeah. types of games. Those dev studios might find themselves in a position where the publishers, where the, where the powers that be come down and say, guess what? We know your last game was really successful. It's hugely successful for us. And we we spent $250 million on that game. This next go around, sorry guys, you guys got a hundred million. And that's gonna cause staff reductions. Games have grown to the point where I think that there is 
too much. There, the, as far as resources, staff goes, there is too much. Game devs, what we found out, devs used to do more back in the day with a whole lot less in some ways. Again, you can't compare scale and scope, right? Again, our games nowadays are just massively mind-blowing bigger than what we used to see. But when you look at, over at the Nintendo side of things, and we all know that they're using old hardware and they, they're, they're trapped you know, two generations ago, generation and a half ago. We understand that that's how it's done, but there might come a time and point where the AAA industry really takes a hard look in the mirror and says, we can't do this anymore. You guys are going to have to go back to being more efficient. You might say, well, our games are going to take longer to come out fine, but you guys are going to have to go back to a time frame where you cut down on your staff, your, your budget is cut down and you're just going to have to do more with less. And you guys are going to have to figure out tricks of the trade like you used to back in the day to make the vision that you have with less. And I think that that reckoning might happen sooner than later at some point during this uh, next generation or two map. I really do. And it's going to yeah. be, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because a lot of people are going to lose jobs, um, but that is going to happen. So it's not all utopia. I do see points of breaking points for some of the industry where they might have to take a step back a little bit. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I think there's going to be um, some studios that struggle more. There's going to be mm-hmm. some that flourish in it. There's going to be different models that are always from these. And AI series. will become more. Yeah. And it, I, I honestly, I think subscription, Unsad, but- subscription gaming is going to take more of a hold because like it's kind of a lot of ways the answer to a lot of the problems. You know what I mean? Like, and not all of them are going to succeed either. You know what I mean? So uh, we're going to, figure and, out which companies are going to be successful. In adapt. I, I think that yep. you're going to see more acquisitions for, to alleviate the uh, concerns for the cost as well uh, from the companies that can afford it uh, because the amount of risk, uh, the amount of money you got to float up front, the, the length of time it takes to make the games, yep. you know, the some, certain companies that can afford it more than others. And, you know, you're going to have your other startups that create things we never heard of that, explode to become big and yep. it's going to be a dynamic industry like it always That's has way it always been. is yep, yep. ever changing it, it's it, you know again the movie industry got stagnant but you can look at the ebb and flow of the movie industry when it was blowing up in hollywood in the 80s and 90s and in, in the early 2000s and that's kind of the same position the video games industry is right now right um we've gone through massive changes and we're always changing we're always dynamic the movie industry was dynamic back then we were getting crazy movies again you look back at the 80s and 90s there's movies back then that would never be made never be greenlit nowadays but that's because the risk became so big that's because the production value became so big the movies that the studios started becoming risk adverse that's what we're seeing over at playstation right now that's the point i wanted to make earlier so you can kind of look at other forms of entertainment and see kind of the same ebb and flow now you hope that this industry learns and you hope that they kind of make changes prior to that stagnation um, where they look around and go geez how are we going to do this now but but it could certainly happen that way too where they just get to a point where that's that's the reality that they can't do it the way that they used to anymore and they've got to really make changes but just like the movie industry you still got indie studios in the movie industry making low budget films that come out of nowhere that have huge success 
that's the dynamicism that's still working. Companies like Disney yep. that spend two hundred twenty-five million dollars on She-Hulk. Correct. <laughs> Correct. It's <laughs> oh, crazy. Or bro. you run, or you run Marvel into the ground. Right. That's you know another topic. Right. That's you, you can do too much. You think you lay keep forcing that golden goose to lay eggs. Eventually, that goose ain't gonna lay, lay golden ones anymore. Right. It's gonna be regular eggs. Yeah. So. It happens. But then sometimes those eggs come back around and start to flourish again. You know, like but that's what's fascinating. uh, That's what's fascinating, man. That's why we love this industry. That's why we talk higher level stuff. It's because you and I both share that passion for the higher level stuff because it is. It's it's so cool to watch. No matter what happens, again, I don't ever want the industry to go away. I never do. But I do know the reality is bad decisions can be made and and people do. We see it all the time elsewhere. So there's no reason why it can't happen here. So I just keep that in perspective. It's not all utopian all the time. I just have a lot more positivity because I'm enjoying the frick out of what we're getting right now. And there's no end for the next couple of years, at least to what we're getting right now. Next year is going to be as crazy as this year. Yeah. Hands down. It is. It's going to be so much fun, man. I, I, I so can't wait, fun. man. It's crazy. Um, oh, it's yep. like on the Xbox side, it's ABK. Like, we're just the impact we're already with BlizzCon and like this other stuff going on. It's just been yep. a yeah, week, a couple so weeks. Like, oh, man, the whole year of this stuff with all these studios and everything. It's hopefully everything goes well. It's, it's going to yeah. be. Who knows? Everything could turn sideways and like, oh shit, everything's falling apart. I, I don't think. Yeah, but we, we we could have another industry crash. I've said that all along. We <laughs> yeah, could. Who knows, could. man? I'll be like, here for the whole ride, man. I don't care. I'll be I, here for I, the whole ride. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's <laughs> no, gonna go great. But like, it's yes, who knows yes. what's gonna happen in the industry. It's yeah. always unpredictable. Uh, Speaking of Mr. McDonald, by the way, that uh, gave us a super chat earlier. Uh, it it sparked this in my head. Uh, thinking of McDonald's, right? Mav, we're talking about McDonald's see- in the chat. Right we're, 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 we're ta- yeah, we're talking. I know we're talking about McDonald's in the chat too. Did you guys see the price for a Big Mac meal out in Connecticut? No, what's, what's one the- McDonald's? One McDonald's out in Connecticut at a restaurant in one of the uh, fancier areas. Is, is it like on one of those big oh. toll road? things like it's like a rest stop yes yes okay it's a rest stop area right because there's a throughway that goes yeah. like through like new york you know yeah. and yeah. like everything on that throughway is yeah. like 10 times more expensive bro right big mac meal at mcdonald's 18 dollars. what bro. the fuck <laughs> you fucking kidding me Eighteen dollars, seventeen sixty nine. Their their uh, quarter pounder with cheese is actually seventeen ninety nine. Meal. What's the double quarter pounder? They didn't show that. They had a screenshot. I saw the screenshot. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, didn't want to break bro, it into the twenties. <laughs> Eighteen dollars for a freaking pre made patty microwaved freaking McDonald's freaking. I love McDonald's again. It's my favorite fast food always has been always will be again. I love love other fast food, but that has always been my favorite. I would never in my life pay 18. I, I cry now when I go and order for the family at McDonald's and here, I think it's like 10. It's like, I think it's nine bucks, 10 bucks for a big Mac meal, $18. You can kiss my ass. I'll go make my own. Thanks. Uh, Even a big Mac meal is like, yeah. probably seven something here eight something here. is it yeah i think it, it might still be I, it's like, like the nine double or ten quarter pounder so. meal might yeah. be like yeah nine or ten bucks or something yeah. like that i don't know exactly jesse p exactly go buy the ingredients and make my own burger hell yeah for that cost absolutely 
eighteen dollars. I saw that today, and I just fell out of my chair at work. I, I was like, like what? Why? <laughs> right. Is it like the only food within like a hundred miles? I don't they? They did state that it was in one of the highest, um, uh, highest income areas in Connecticut. Oh fuck that! Like, <laughs> yeah, I not anymore. <laughs> not when they're having to pay eighteen dollars for a fucking Big Mac. It's gonna be the uh, poorest area in Connecticut soon. <laughs> they're gonna uh, yeah. be drained from Big Mac. Oh my god! Big yeah, no, no. <laughs> It might be a healthier area now, though. If all the fast food restaurants did <laughs> yeah. raise their price, they might everybody yeah, might get a, healthy. That's a good point. Like <laughs> yes. if McDonald's was like fifty bucks for everything, I'd be like, "Well, McDonald's, sorry, you know, yeah. but exactly. I'm gonna eat my lettuce at home." Um, we just got a massive twenty, 20 dollars oh, super geez. chat from Bold, Bold Alpha. Bold Alpha, Wolf you've been back. you've been off the hook again, yeah, man, brother. Again, all of you appreciate all of you. Never expected, always appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Kate says a Big Mac meal here is seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Okay, that was just eleven dollars more in uh, or eight ten dollars more in Connecticut. Wow. Uh, so with a twenty dollars super chat, Bold Alpha Wolf Pack, I could buy one Big Mac meal with that. Thanks, Bold Alpha. (laughs) (laughs) If you live in Connecticut, that's so true. That's oh my god, I can Uh, almost buy three here. Thank you. Almost yes, right. Uh, Appreciate that. Uh, It says. What do you guys make of the rumored Gears of War DLC being $70? I don't believe it in any way, shape, or form. If if PlayStation starts that, I if it legit is just, if they bring it out and it's legit just DLC, right? I know we had the fun with, you know, God of War Ragnarok starting as a DLC, but obviously they turned that into a full-fledged game, okay? If they actually do put out some DLC that on any other game would be considered DLC and they charge $70, it's over. It's It's been a nice run for PlayStation if they try to start pulling that. I mean, again, I think everybody has their tipping point. I know some of the people would be like, oh, I'm willing to pay that. Support the devs. Support oh, PlayStation. Did I, say, again. did I say Gears? I, I meant to say God of War. Yeah, God, of, God yeah. of War. God of War. Yeah. yeah. It's God of War. Yeah. No, the, the, that would be a bridge too far. And I think you would see finally a lot of pushback on playstation for that if they try it yeah pong knew what i was talking about yes i did yeah i did. I, I sorry i, I see, knew it right I away because i saw w sometimes i actually yeah, say I the wrong one yeah yeah it's got it got a war yeah i yeah, no. um yeah. i i honestly i kind of wouldn't pull it past them i wouldn't say that they would never try yeah, it because if they did i i think because um they I think there need to have some fill in filler for the next year or two. So they're going to take this DLC and probably ex- explode it a little bit and try and pull a Miles Morales, but like even make it bigger, a little bit bigger and sell. Well, then it you're talking about Ragnarok, right? Because that's what they did with Ragnarok. Corey presented it as DLC yeah, and they I, said, no, I think, I think it's going to be more obvious than Ragnarok. Okay. Right. Okay. But it, they're still going to try and justify it. And maybe okay. they don't charge seventy. Maybe they charge like sixty, right? Fifty, forty nine, ninety nine. Yeah, that, I mean that forty nine, ninety nine would be the safer bet, right? But like I, right. I, I think they want. But to still, try that's and, pushing it, bro. Because that would be have to be like a big standalone. Well, that's like, what expansion. like Miles Morales. That'd be an expansion. Like yeah, Miles Morales no, is like a one point five, yeah. right? Yeah, no, like, I agree. So, I agree. It, but it was a they, whole different setting, and Miles was a totally different character. Like it was the same setting. Well, no, but I'm saying that the atmosphere, because it was Miles, right, was different. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It was easier to sell that than it would be like, here's Kratos again. Again, <laughs> right? right? I mean, but what if they, what know? if it's a different character, a spinoff character, or something, and they put it back? I, I mean, the, the thing they're is, gonna, it, they're gonna sell the kid as DLC. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> I like, I don't know. Like, that I, would be. I mean, again, I will put. I won't say it's a hundred percent. get to play because it is PlayStation. Four. Just I don't. I don't know what they did. Like, I, here's the thing. Like, I feel like. They need some building content over the next couple of years, and that I think doing something like that might, you know, the fan base will praise it and eat it all up and be like, "Oh mm. my god, this is amazing!" You know, um, that's that's more likely. Matt McDonald, by the way, he says they should. What they should do is make a Gear, God of War Ragnarok definitive edis- edition and then include the DLC for seventy dollars. Yeah, that would be the best plan because they got to put. But you know, only they gotta if give they it to allow the PC. you to buy that DLC without have separately for like a right. reasonable like twenty dollar price or thirty dollar price, whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see, man. I, I don't. We're know gonna what's get gonna one. Happen. We're gonna get a definitive edition. There's no question. Yeah, you will process. for sure. It, yeah, for and PC. It, I mean, yes, when it releases on PC, you'll have it. Yeah. It'll release on console again, and they'll include. Yeah, that's probably what they'll do. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the King of Baltimore, who is uh, obviously listening to us. He posted to me on Twitter, on the X, formerly known as Twitter, and said, uh, Pong Soul, in my area in Baltimore, Big Mac uh, and a large drink and large fries is $12. Bro, that's starting mm-hmm. to push, man. That's starting to push. Yeah. Bro, you... <laughs> I just can't... I just, again, I grew, up, I grew up way too far back in the day when... Fuck. Again, my family of four with my stepdad who ate for two. So actually a family of five, including me as a teenager, you said eat at McDonald's for 20 bucks. Literally like it was $23. Yeah, you get all the big all meals, like $5 yeah, for yeah. the big yeah. meal. And like know. I said, my stepdad used to eat two. He was a big yeah. dude, right? So yeah, crazy, man. Crazy yeah. to even think about. <laughs> you know, but like I remember when I was a kid and finding out yeah. that, hey, these old fuckers used to buy uh the, uh, candy for five cents or like right or like yeah. a soda for a nickel or a quarter oh, yeah. or, you know what i mean oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. and then you're a kid he's like oh it's like yeah. a dollar for a bottle or I, 20 ounce right and it's like oh they used to come in glass bottles and we used to buy them for 10 cents back in the day like really i feel like that's I, us the kids now like like oh it's 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 insane yeah I, again i'm i'm old enough to, i used to be able to help i know you're gas. i know you're old Right, but I used to be able to help pump gas for my mom, right? Yeah. My mom used to let me have pump gas. I remember gas is 79 cents. Yeah. A gallon. I I remember it was in the low dollars, in the low like one yeah. something. Yeah, you, you would know? be in the low dollars. Yeah, I go back yeah. to 79. I can remember still looking at the sign and seeing 79 cents a gallon. Fuck. Dude. Yeah, it was like, it cost me in the, in like, I think to fill up, when I was 16, I had like an, I had a 99 Mustang, right? My first car. Yeah. It cost yep. me less than 20 bucks to fill that fucker up, dude. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. It would probably cost me like 50 now, I think. Yep. Yeah, see, OCD remembers 89. 3-bit goes, wow, 79 cents a gallon. Yeah, 3-bit, you're way too young. <laughs> yeah. You probably don't even remember anything under 2. I bet you 3-bit doesn't remember anything under 2. When's the last time it's been under 2? Mm. It's got to be going back to when I was... Did it? Was there a... I think, like, at least in Texas, um, like, yeah. 
there was no a time. Admit, I don't remember that. My grandpa does though. In the, in the recent years, when yeah, gas had t- started tanking price. Yes, and it dropped and back it down an, to low. And I think for here, I saw it like at one ninety something. And did I, and did I took, you really? And I like remember taking a picture of it. I was like, "Holy shit!" What the, like I'm never gonna see this again. Wow. Yeah, because you know? I remember I remember low twos, but I don't remember it coming under two here. It could have, but I just don't remember it. So, but yeah, I could be wrong. It could have been under. No, it was under two. Yeah, three, yeah, three bits. Under three usually, wouldn't. It's under yeah. three now. So it had it was under two dollars. Right. It's under three where? Here. It's like two sixty something here right now. Fuck you guys in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking home of the oil country, you bitches. <laughs> we're still at th- we're still at three sixty nine up here. Oh really? Yeah. 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 It's like I, I think it was like let me see gas near me. Yeah, two sixty eight at the seven <laughs> eleven down the Fuck street. You guys. Yeah. Fuck you guys, man. That's crazy. Even at Sam's Club, it's still above three. It's like three ten. I think at Sam's Club. Yeah, I, I, I think it's like a couple years ago. It's like under two bucks. Maybe oh, it's yeah. even lo- lower than that. I don't remember. I, lo- I love how our chat is a lot. Look at look at three bit. Yeah, he doesn't remember. He doesn't remember anything under three. <laughs> so he's like, wow. Uh, Scott Gamer, dude, we got a lot of older, uh, older, s- s- distinguished people in our chat. And Scott Gamer, dude, remember seventy five cents in Cali. Yeah. See, those were the 75 days, cents bro. in Cali. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days, bro. Fuck, man. Like I said, even like Mav, you just said, when when I started driving, I'd fill up my tank for like four, a little over 14 bucks, 15 bucks. Like, yeah. it was stupid. Stupid. Oh, yeah. All right, Mav. Well, four hours, brother. Just yeah. about. Now we just, just fill up our tanks with tears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to take out a loan. Fucking Jesus. Uh, Scott Gamer dude has 70 Camaro. Nice, brother. Nice. Very nice. A dollar seventy-five a liter where I am in Canada, Matt McDonald yep. says. Yep. How, how much like is that compared is it to a liter? Is it a liter and a half, half per gallon? I can't remember. It's something close to that, I think. I want to um, say maybe I'm how wrong. many liters yep, per, in, a in a gallon. There are 3.78 liters in a gallon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so he's paying almost six bucks a gallon then. Yo. Yeah. 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 Three or that almost that's almost four times. Almost four times. So yeah, he's up towards California prices. So and New York it, prices. Uh, that's where I'm gonna do the they're math. Like seven bucks. Dollar seventy five. Like a dollar dollar seventy five. Yeah. Times Three point seven eight. Mm-hmm. 6.62, roughly. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, pick the motherfucking <laughs> click with the five dollar super chat. <laughs> says Pong remembers adding water to his mom's steam engine. Jesus wants the sandals. He loves you, Pong. How old are you? Oh, oh all my old jokes to the old people mm-hmm. I used to work with. Absolutely. I used to ask them how what Jesus was like at the Last Supper. Yeah, I used to ask questions. I used to ask it. Uh, it's freaking hilarious. No, but uh, my grandpa, God rest his soul, uh, did tell me stories about the first time they ever saw Model A come through his town in Minnesota. Wow. So, yeah, he remembers the first time he ever saw a car or did. It was crazy. Crazy to hear those stories. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw a computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do too. <laughs> Al- Alvin with $5 super chat. 
says, yep. Pong, I'm in VA. Got to fly to Wisconsin Tuesday to drive my Ugh. sister's U-Haul back to VA. How's weather going to be well, next week? Well, it depends week? where so? you are going in Wisconsin, because obviously if you're up by the Great Lakes, you have a much better chance at snow. So uh, it all depends where you're going to be in Wisconsin. Um but uh, I think it's supposed to actually be pretty warm next week. We're supposed to be back in a warm. Let me see here real quick. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to be back in a warm trend next week. So we're supposed to be in Wisconsin. supposed to be in the 40s next week, mid 40s, which is huge for this time of year uh, and might even hit 50s. So depending on when you're there, where you're at, like I said, if you're northern Wisconsin up by the Great Lakes, you could see some lake effect snow up there with the moisture. Just depends what day you're going. But uh, yeah, 40s next week. Good week to come. Say that much. Mm. Is it good week to come? Yeah, it's always a good week to come. Pause, depending on what kind, of, which way you spell come. Semen stains. Good week. Every Pause. week. Says semen stains. <laughs> oh man! Uh, For anybody tuning in late, that was somebody yeah, in the chat yes. earlier. Was that was somebody's semen name? Stains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen him really commenting, so I don't know if he's still lurking, but shout out to you, Sumer Stains. You actually provided some content during the entire show. Why don't you all come on down here in Texas? We got gas down here for $2.68. Oh, uh, that sounds like Ken Bardews. We going to Ken Bardews? <laughs> Ken Bardews? <laughs> Spend some time down here at Ken Bardews Subaru. We got the deal for you. Oh, my God. That's going to be one of the greatest inside jokes ever You're not just going to buy one car. You're going to buy two over at Ken Bardews. <laughs> oh god that is never gonna end in oh Diablo. my god it's a, yes we just call it now we just call it ken bardews yes Love we did yep. fucking amazing it's fucking amazing bro that night we were di- we were in <laughs> team, oh my god oh shit so good oh all right man should we get everybody out yeah, here and get ourselves go. out of here yeah we're i gotta loopy. get up early in the morning so yeah we're getting loopy i gotta get up really early in the morning and get to work uh early so my uh, niece, Mav, is playing for the state championships. Yeah, now. that's so, absolutely uh, soccer, I told incredible, you. bro. So I get to go watch her at the U.S. Bank Stadium, home of the Vikings. So it's going to be freaking amazing, bro. So it's going to be fun. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, awesome show. Chat, you guys were off the charts tonight. Again, thank you all for being here. The discussions, the generosity, everything that comes with this. You guys are a part of our shows. Uh, hear that. Not every show will tell you that. Some shows will act like you are there uh, by their grace. You all are a part of the fun speculation network. You guys support it. You guys are the reason why we do this. So thank you all for being here. Nothing but love and respect to all of you, whether you were just lurking, whether you dropped in for 10 minutes and left or stayed for the entire show. It does not matter whether you listen to this in the future. You are also a part of the show as well and make this whole thing go. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Another great Thursday night PM and the PM hanging out with my brother from another, the one, the only fun speculation, AKA Mav brother, Xbox Ultimate tomorrow night. What else you got? What else got cooking, man? You gonna? Yeah. Do, are you? Are you committed to streaming? I or, uh, co-streaming BlizzCon. Am committed tomorrow. Ten a.m. By the way, I correct. Ten a.m. Pacific time. Ten a.m. Pacific got, time. I thought it was yeah. eleven a.m. Pacific time. I just looked it up and they said starting tomorrow. Blizzard just put out a post a little bit ago. Is it like 10 a pre-show or? I don't know, brother. You're gonna have to look that up. But they said okay. ten a.m. Whenever, so. whenever it is tomorrow, tune in for the BlizzCon. I think yeah. I will be co-streaming here, everybody. Uh, we'll see what they got cooking 
Uh, it's going to be a long show, like two and a half hours or so, but not as long as this one. <laughs> so uh, come and hang out then, and we'll see what they got. Uh, but appreciate you all for being here. But uh, at, besides that, Xbox Ultimate tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be able to talk about all the fun announcements from BlizzCon. Um, and then maybe we'll have some solo stream fun, Mavcast type shit going on this weekend. Who knows what we'll do. Uh, Monday, yes. we'll be back. It's it's at 10? It's 11 a.m. is 11 opening ceremony. So they, it's yeah, like a yeah. pre-show? Okay. They might have a pre-show going. So right. check on that. Hasdor posted that, so I don't know for sure where that came from. But 11 a.m. Is, is an official opening ceremony. So the, And that means uh, 2 Eastern. 1 o'clock. 1 yep. o'clock Central. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, tune in. I'll probably go live a little bit before that. Uh, and then uh, FSP Fun Speculation Podcast Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern time. We didn't have our show this week because the ha- Halloween stuff going on, um, as well as we didn't have Fun Pop, which is our Tuesday show at 10 p.m. Eastern time with movies and stuff. We're gonna have a lot of Marvel discussions this week. It's gonna be fun. Um, and then back here for Thursdays for PM and the PM. Appreciate you all for being here. We did have another super chat real quick to yes, get we to. Did. Uh, from Bold Alpha Wolfa Pack, uh, Wolf Wolfa, Bold Alpha, Bold Alpha Wolf Pack, Wolfa uh, with two dollars says thanks for your time. Really, well, I appreciate all the support, bro. Um, uh, again, it's always super appreciated. Um, but hey, Pong Soul, what about you? Yes, sir. Uh, you guys all know the drill. Uh, again, I will be there for Xbox Ultimate tomorrow night. Uh, since I will not be able to co-stream with Map tomorrow, I'd love to get out of work, but i got to get to work early and then head down to my niece's game. But I will be back in time for sure for Xbox Ultimate, so I can't wait to talk BlizzCon. Happening tomorrow night um, uh, right here on the Fun Speculation Network, Xbox Ultimate. Um, we're going to have a lot to talk about, so be there. And then, of course, Saturday mornings, just set those alarms now. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about it. Wake up, come get that energy from myself and my brother from another steel rain on living split screen. I know there's other great, fantastic shows headed at the same time. Have us on two tabs, have us on three tabs, whatever it takes, flip back and forth, whatever you got to do, but join me and steel Saturday morning, living split screen, split screens, all in word, 10 a.m. Eastern, nine o'clock central time. A lot to talk about this week. And again, steel's got some different opinions. So we're going to have one of those weeks where him and I come from different perspectives a lot. So it should be pretty fun. Uh, and obviously we're going to cover whatever happens tomorrow. BlizzCon. Uh, we will be covering on Saturday morning and talking about um and in fact blizzcon will still be happening um that day too with world warcraft deep dive overwatch 2 what's next that kind of stuff diablo 4 campfire chat which i'm not going to miss starts later that day so a lot to talk about uh be there that morning and then the shop podcast on saturday night the best way to end your saturday night ptk blam's channel you gotta find it the shop podcast it's ptk blam it's fuzzy it's myself and we usually have a guest i don't know if he's announced guests yet this week um but no matter what drop on in 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time be there this week we'll be reverting back to a later time because we're we're swapping the clocks in the u.s this weekend too so that'll happen next weekend but this weekend still 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time the shop podcast every saturday night and then of course Starts all over next week. Double Barrel Gaming is the channel. Mr. Boomstick, the man, again, got to give him his flowers because he supports so many of us in so many different ways. So you got to show up Tuesdays, though, for Xbox Factor Podcast, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time, all good things green on Tuesdays. And then back here next Thursday, who knows what's going to happen? We're going to, we might have more to talk about next week uh, with BlizzCon afterwards. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, PM in the PM every Thursday night, right here. 
Same bad channel, same bad time, beer. Um, otherwise, everybody, Golden Age of Gaming is here. It really, really is. Enjoy it. Get out there. Have a great Friday. Have a great start to your weekend. Play what you love. Love what you play. And I'm going to talk to you all real soon. Mav, get us out of here, brother. Peace Thank out, you. everyone. Have Appreciate a fantastic night. Later. Great night. Bye.